Hello. It's been a while since I've done this, so I feel like somehow by engaging people and, and just talking, something's going to come out wrong. But I'll give it my best shot. Welcome to episode 30 of Non-Standard Action, which I have dubbed a long shot. Um, and that will make a lot of sense uh, if it doesn't already um, after I do like a little catch-up introduction thing because man it's been it's been like three weeks since we've played this game i think all right like somewhere <laughs> around there yeah <laughs> that was a bare naked ladies reference yeah you know um super no, I even, super i don't even remember why i'm here and who you people are right uh well this is uh, how campaigns die seth <laughs> joining me as always is the uh half orc hottie who's got a new body girl I would like to take this time to say this is absolutely not Seth's fault. It's true. Uh, true. (laughs) And then we have, uh, she's uh, pale and she's small, and her best friend is currently, uh, well, possibly finished, who knows, uh, fighting some sort of uh, demon inside of a ship's core. Mouse! The uncertainty is dwelling on my soul. Yeah, she could just be finished. He's big, he's a lizard, he got stabbed by a couple fire giants, and then he fought a fucking dragon. It's Ninden. Ninden. I didn't I didn't hear the mispronunciation the first time. Hello. Mm. I mean we all fought a dragon. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, only Ninden. one of us only one of us got to stab it with his dinky little star knife to finish the job. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Just thinking about this absolute size of that of that dragon, that absolute unit of a dragon getting taken down by a dagger. <laughs> Just... Well, they shouldn't have tried to eat me. If they but... hadn't, I would have been fine. They would have been fine. The dagger wouldn't have gotten inside. Well, they definitely would not have been able to finish that fight if it weren't for the Rhyphorian mystic who had the quick fix. Kalen. Fuck yeah, I did. You have to keep all these guys alive. You know, if, I, if I remember correctly, I think Harald flew around and he shouted some stuff. He um, did. He did a very good job of helping keep people alive. I just sort of <laughs> threw enough things at the invisible dragon that you let us sort of know where it was. <laughs> but speaking of Harald, he, he's here too. Oh yes, hello. <laughs> did you take a single damage in that fight? Like, with the fire giants or the dragon? I don't think so, maybe. It's been three weeks, Seth. I know. Uh, Like, I think what happened was... I think think what happened was um, you were going to get hit by a dragon's breath, but then Ninden used that ability to negate all damage from an area of effect attack. Oh, that sounds right. (laughs) So, (laughs) the the one the first time I got to use that. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. Um, I guarantee you, Crow, that that Herald is not invincible. Um, <laughs> it's quite, quite the That's opposite. Ominous. I, I I see some numbers on my on my end, and uh, I'm just gonna let you know right now. Um, the the player is just very good at keeping him out of harm's way. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, I went to PAX. Tom also went to PAX. Um, our experiences Hello. at PAX were. We're, we're very different. Uh, I was uh, free to roam and and uh, and t- make full use of, of the 
the bounties it had to offer. Uh, Tom had an invisible uh, slave collar and uh, was forced to talk about only one board game for like, what, eight hours one day? <laughs> I did eight hours one day. I, I will remind the the listeners that I chose this fate. Uh, not only did I choose it, I was getting re- uh, recompense for this, and now I'm not going to have to pay on the next Kickstarter for material this company does. Way or better probably than the most slave colors. Really? I, I'd say so, because they were paying me in board games, which is like, if I could do that for a living and just get paid in board games... You uh, would that start. You would actually... start. Yeah, you'd start. Yeah, I, I, it probably okay. It probably wouldn't work board out. Games, man. I, I mean, so you can. Games. If, I mean, if it's largely cardboard and it's biodegradable, yeah. I think you could probably subsist on you it would at least temporarily. Some real stoppage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. There, there is. Oh boy, uh, we're not going to talk about my stoppage anymore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, Pax was a lot of fun. Uh, it was. Next year, I probably I probably won't sign up for quite as many uh, shifts, but mm. you know, um, I I generally don't do very well at conventions anyway. In terms of like, I don't find a lot to do. Mm. I don't enjoy mm. going to talks, and I do this for like as being a music teacher as well. I go to uh, music teacher conventions, and I sit and I watch people talk, and then I wander around. And yeah, yeah. I'm never I'm never particularly interested in panels, and mm. I do a lot of comic book conventions. So, mm. but I, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I would not know what to do with myself at a convention that I was not working. Mm. Mm. This one, I don't know, PAX unplugged for me, at least, uh, but this is one we went to, we didn't go to one of the, the regular PAXs. Um, it, it's like I'm breathing in a, a certain lifeblood or, or energy. Uh, just That's the simply, con crud. No, not that. Uh, <laughs> th- that was present, and and that's why I didn't shake a lot of hands. There was a there was a lot of uh, uh, nerdy salutes uh, delivered. Um, but uh, no, it's it's being surrounded by so many people who have a common interest in board games and role playing games and and all of that sort of thing. Um, it's just a very positive experience for me. Uh, Definitely, so, yes. A, it it was the whole it appeal. Was really cool. mm-hmm. And. You know, sharing uh, board games and like you would see people sitting there and they actually had little flags that you could put on your table saying looking for a player or something like that. And you could just invite mm-hmm. random people, which this isn't everybody's bag, but you could just invite random people to come play a game with you and like hang out. And that, that was meanwhile, really meanwhile, you, Nick and I had to find a, a, a place we had to like wrestle for like any amount of table space to play that new uh, that new game uh, Zephyr that Zephyr that we uh, were, we were wilding out about. That was a really fun yeah. game. Um, it is. I, I have yet to play it with Sarah. A uh, different Nick. Yes, different Nick. Oh, yeah, Sarah different Nick. Sorry. Different about Nick, that. Right? I was like, yeah, Seth and Nick and I are going to play it. She's like, wait, Nick's there too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she flew no, no, no. all the way over from Alaska. Different Nick. Uh, different Nick. Uh, 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 male Nick uh, still spells his name N-I-C because uh, there's no K in Nicholas. So, um, I, mean, I mean, smart. <laughs> it is a proper way to spell it. Yeah. Could also, it's Niche. He should. Yeah, Niche. N I C H. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he wants to be called Niche. Uh, I, like, like not. Mitch, but Niche. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a niche interest. His name. Um, <sighs> but no, I mean, it, it, it was a great time. Uh, on top of being able to see a whole bunch of really cool uh, uh, board games and stuff, and speak with like-minded folks, I got to run into all kinds of cool people. Like, 
I got to <laughs> literally just uh, on the side of a of a of a Q and A panel uh, bump into Ryan Hartman, the guy who runs PAX. Uh, you know, I got mm-hmm. to run into to Tycho Brahe on the on the floor on the show floor. Got to talk to Chris Straub, Kate Welch, Amy Falcone, uh, uh, Anna Prosser, Robin, uh, Mika Burton, Lavar Burton's daughter, who's on the next D and D show that's coming out. Um, Nathan you, Sharp, you saw. You saw Pat Rothfuss, who was the only one of these. That's true. I, I, I wanted to make a point of that. Um, <laughs> so I actually haven't written. I haven't. I haven't written any Pat, Roth, Pat Rothfuss books. I, uh, I also haven't read any. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't read any of his stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't tend to read a lot of things, and the things that I do read are kind of obscure. Um, and. Mm. Uh, so and so, we... as with this in context, Seth got to not only see Pat Rothfuss, but have him sign his his Eberron book. No, not Eberron. I... Uh, oh. the, yeah, um, Acquisitions Incorporated. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. book. Yeah. Um, that was a different book you were... It literally catty corner to Tom's booth. Yeah, to my booth. <laughs> and meanwhile, me, the, the idiot, you know, like peddling board games to people, I had my head down the entire time, never saw the guy. And that guy is like one of <laughs> my biggest author idols. I was so sad. To be fair, he was directly on the other side of a sea of people who wanted to talk to him. So, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> you probably but, would uh, have a little bit of trouble seeing him. But. Man, I never know what to say when talking to an author of a book you like. Hi, I like your book, like the other ten thousand people here. I would just I like uh, your honestly, characters I... and the things that they do and say. <laughs> I actually, I actually thought about this. Like, okay, what's going to happen if I run, happen to bump into Pat Rothfuss? I'm not going to be a nerd. Um, I would yes, try and tell him, well, yeah, but, um, I would not, I would try not to fanboy and I would, uh, assure him that I am one of the people that actually isn't being a total shithead about, uh, how book three isn't out yet because, you know, he's living but by even saying and, that. I think yeah. I, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't yeah. even say that. Just don't even say it. I, well, no, <laughs> and that's, that's it is like, then I would come around to, in my thinking of this, like, okay, I would just thank him for what he does. And that's vague yes, enough. That's the and correct thing. It, it encompasses everything that he's doing. Not the fact that he is just an author, but also that he does. He runs World Builders or you know, the World Builders charity. Um, and he like he does all sorts of cool things. So he's a cool person. I like him a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, when I, I very briefly talked to him because I, I didn't I didn't want to take up his time. And uh, my my appreciation of his work is completely different from the reason that most people were there. Most people were there because he's, he's an author. I was there because he's VRE in acquisitions incorporated. So mm. it's a little different. I just told him, I was just like, Hey, it's good to see you. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, I hope you enjoy the con. And that was pretty much it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So but Starfinder, your huh? listeners, if you run into us, what do we want them to do? Oh, I don't care. I want them to say, Hi, I, I like your characters and the things that they say. Please <laughs> <laughs> um, fall all over yourselves like total nerd. Oh my god. I'll take a please, sweet fist bump don't. as opposed to a handshake. Yeah, if, fist bump. Offer fist to bump. bring me a caffeinated beverage, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same <laughs> there is but, never but, not but, a time where I want ca- caffeine. As, as a pro- while you approach, you have to make direct eye contact hunch over and then start just really quietly one of us one of us and then like progressively louder with each one of us and I don't, I don't at least 10 times uh, um 
Make sure I, you bring me you... only the yellow Skittles. Um, or actually, even better. <laughs> hold on, no, I got one better. Green Skittles, yeah. but not the not the apple. It's got to be the lime. So you're gonna have to go find those. Oh man. Um, <laughs> oh. Um, Leaf, I I'm hope you, you understand. The first time that I meet you in real life, this is going to happen now. Not the Skittles shit. <laughs> just the, the, you know, I'm going to make yeah, I can't be bothered with aggressively, that. And then I'm going to, like, hunch over and chant, wow, no, boss. Well, as I, like, you know, sprint towards you and then... Which you means know. that you'll be roughly Leaf's height. I was going to say, which will bring you to the I feel like Leaf... Darn, Leaf, I wanted to be the diva. No. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, it's me. All right, I think I think a fifteen-minute preamble is probably good enough. What do you guys think? <laughs> Sorry. Acceptable. You want to amble on into some Starfinder now? We're, we're, we're just glad to be back, guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's do the thing. I'm whole <laughs> Starfinder deprived, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, definitely not. I'm definitely not trying to um, stall for time because I don't feel like I was able to adequately prepare for this massive final book. <laughs> That's not at all what I'm doing. Um. And oh, see, I thought you were stalling for time for your players who hadn't spent their fifty thousand credits. I was, I was just gonna say, I oh, just finished I mean... putting all of my info in, so we can just <laughs> pretend that it was, it was all me, guys. All right, well, I'll go ahead. I finished and... putting my spells in too, so we're good. <laughs> all right, I'll go ahead, and since it's been a while, I'm gonna get everybody caught up um, on on all this on all this craziness because uh, I think some people might be rusty, so. Without further ado. What? No. Uh, in the last episode of Non-Standard Action, we saw our heroes uh, in Protector Z4's debriefing room. Uh, here we learned that following the defeat of the Solar Dragon Mysterics at the hands of the Sundivers, uh, the Afridi forces surrounding the city ship Kalinal broke away uh, to join up with a gathering armada. Interrogated soldiers revealed that the plan was to advance the attack on the Burning Archipelago after uh, orders from General Kaim of the Afrit, uh, abandoning the soldiers and mercenaries that were still in Kalinal. Um, he saw that uh, Kalinal was a lost cause and decided to just advance uh, his existing plans to, to attack the Burning uh, So. That's what we're currently dealing with. Uh, but shortly after learning this, they were shown a video uh, that was sent from none other than Nib, uh, their friend and co-worker slash boss at the... the slash rival. <laughs> rival for some. Um, for others, a lover. Uh, the very organization that sent them <laughs> into the sun in the first place. Um, in the video, she shows a black steel and brass ship uh, has shown up outside of the protective bubble of the archipelago, uh, quickly joined by a few others. Uh, a vanguard contingent uh, warning the people of the city and the Pact Worlds in general uh, that they have only a few days to completely surrender or face death at the hands of the Malika, an Afridi deity, or deity that appears to be responsible for this entire incursion. Z4, in an attempt to... Uh, help the Sun Divers and their hopeful future allies in the Pact Worlds, revealed the uh, that uh, data they'd collected from the occupying force seems to indicate there is a fortress that has suddenly manifested itself here in the Sun, roughly halfway between Kalinal and the Burning Archipelago. This fortress, which Kaim is calling the Crucible, appears to be the main base of the Malika forces and the very place that Kaim plans to launch this attack from. It is possible 
as much of a long shot as it is that they could strike at the Crucible and prevent the Armada from crossing over into the Prime Material Plane, giving the Archipelago the fighting chance it needs to survive the attack. And that is where we pick up. I have a few questions. Okay. Um, so first of all, all the, this whole armada that they're threatening the Burning Archipelago with, those are all like sun-ready ships like ours? Yes. Uh, and do we have any idea like where they came up with all these sun-ready ships? Is, is that like what the Crucible allowed them to do? <clears throat> they are literally from the Plane of Fire. Right, so these are just standard for them. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And do we have any better idea about um, the mysterious weird events that happened in the first book that had something to do with all this? Um, there was that, what was his name? Not Toph or... Tosh. Tosh, yes. Tosh 2.0. 3.0. Uh, you don't. Me... My gosh. Uh, my Tosh. Let me see if I can find... <sighs> So I hope, hopefully, some other members, some members of the audience, are also trying to follow these storyline threads as much no, as I that's, am. I'm sure they are. Uh, this is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me go ahead and open up my episode two notes, um, just so I can find that transition transmission He's again. So organized. Yeah. Whatever. They're all just here for the murder, hobo. You know that. I don't know about that. Well, I'm just worried that they're, they're keeping, keeping track, track of all this. Uh, much better than me, so all of the, the recaps are boring. Somewhere out there, at some point in the future, someone will have, you know, binged all how many hours of content, oh, yeah, and it'll still be... About 120 hours with yeah. episode 30. So it'll still be, like, days ago that they heard mm -hmm. this content. Still, I'm pretty sure it's a lot fresher for them than me. Eh, well. That's like listening to all of uh, season one of the Adventure Zone versus listening oh, so to season good. two every other week. So, um, yes. So what the message was, and uh, bypassing some of the theatrics about the uh, the fact that Tosh uh, himself was uh, wounded uh, as he was delivering this message, uh, introduced himself as Tosh, saying that he was on Noma, um, there is a bit of static before he resumes. Seize the burning mother. I was among them, but some further static. And then he said, Kaim can't be before the message faded out after asking for, uh, after he asked for forgiveness. Uh, at which point you saw the first instance of the, uh, well, not the first instance, but uh, the second instance of the um, allegiance collar going off and uh, executing him on the spot. Man, that so, was grim. He, yeah, it doesn't really he indicated that he was on Noma, and that they are trying to seize the Burning Mother, and that Kaim can't be something. So, and we don't know what the Burning Mother is? or oh, I can, no, I guess no, the Burning, Burning Mother is, is the name yeah. for... Yeah, yeah. That's that's another name for a Mataris, uh, which is also another name for the sun. That Given by the Lashunta? Yes, correct. Okay. Nailed it. Um, but we still it. don't really know her ultimate goals, aside from capturing everything in the sun. Right. It's but okay. I, mean... I, bet, I bet she'll monologue. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm satisfied. 
is there any other is there any other questions any other information that i can um that i can facilitate the transfer of um the uh, uh anasanoi that's the name the anasanoi uh are they going to be able to send any sh- they don't have any sun ready ships do they no they don't um they don't have any ships right correct well yeah, i mean they, they do were a, but a... they do but they're all um they're more like uh you know like a fifth element how there's like all the hover cars it's more like that they're designed to stay in Kalanol. they're not designed to leave Kalanol. uh maybe right. they could if they weren't inside of the sun um but uh part of the uh process of Kalanol coming here from their home system uh damaged the city ship and now it cannot it does not have the capability or the resources to leave its current spot. It, it would not survive another transformation, and it cannot move from where it is currently located in the sun. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, how interesting. This whole... This has all been really interesting. Um, <laughs> you know what, guys? Look at us. <laughs> well, we I, uh, <laughs> look how far <laughs> we've come. Yeah. I don't mean to be that guy, but... uh. We started with the, here. We started with a stolen ship, and now we're here. Speaking of which, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Did Mark Star get arrested for docking fees that haven't been paid? Uh, <laughs> we have not heard the last of Trent Farstar. <laughs> really? I look forward to meeting him in the post log. <laughs> He's the end boss. He is General <laughs> Kai. <laughs> <laughs> it was him all along. He's also an Astrozoan. <laughs> You really didn't realize was. <laughs> oh um, gosh, this is all but, because uh, we stole his ship. This whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't go with the sun business. I will conquer the sun so no one steals my ship ever again. Uh, now, as I alluded to before, uh, Z4 and the uh, Anasanoi, the Anasans are uh, going to provide as much equipment and as many materials as they can possibly spare uh, to help your your mission. Uh, the specifics of which uh, we did handle between episodes and also during the extremely long preamble uh, that I subjected everybody to uh, this morning. Uh, anybody get anything new and cool that they'd like to share with the class? Ooh, um, Go ahead. Kaylin is even faster now. She okay. replaced the rest of the muscles in her legs, and now she has a base speed of 70. Good. <laughs> I, th- I dare say that's the fastest mystic I've ever seen. Fastest mystic in the West. Fastest thing alive. Or, better, yet, better yet, fastest mystic in the sun. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. Probably. Fast, probably the fastest base land speed on a mystic inside the sun. I would, I would imagine. I would imagine. Except that that like... stupid multi-class operative mystic. <sighs> Oh, a, does the operative give an enhancement bonus? Is that no? No, it just oh, increases not... your, bon- your your land speed. Status. Oh, it's just a straight up increase. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why I have seventy because fleet is a straight up increase. But pretty much, so I can't benefit from you, any more enhancement bonuses. If you took like two or three levels in operative, you could probably get that to like a hundred. But then I would lose spells. That's true. Yeah, operative but then you'd be running a hundred feet as a move action. <laughs> That's fine. I just want to be able could... to get to these idiots when they, you know, need to be healed. That's true. It's important. <laughs> it sounded like oh, uh, 
It sounded like Gur got got a new thing. Um, Gur, Gur did. Gur wants it to be thematic or theatrical, though. So all the only real noticeable difference is that Gur is all tattooed up now. Oh, it's oh, like a tattooed buddy. monk. Oh, I'm so excited! Like if if we're hanging out after a little after a little while, you'll see he comes in and he kind of like takes off his gloves, and there's um, there's chains running down the length of his arms. Sick tats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I understand Gur, that. Isn't that, uh, is, isn't that uh, not your body? Technically, aren't you just sort of borrowing that body? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. A very good oh, point. wow. That's, that's destruction of property. <clears throat> uh, as you know, uh, the Anasans believe that all things are mutable, so. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, yeah. I agree. Harald mm. grows the same wow. tattoo. I don't know. Wow. I don't think they look good on me. Uh, <laughs> and from what I understand, uh, Mouse has obtained a, a, a tool that will obviate massive destruction uh, upon any foe I might decide to leverage against the party. Is that is that? Am I understanding that correctly? What? It's just a sixty-six. Good lord! It's the uh, some Ultra some carbine. cold ice carbine. <laughs> Goodness, I, I mean. That's like a that's like an operative uh, trick attack. You just have it. <laughs> like as long as you hit, you get an operative trip attack. Trick attack. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Harold got a bigger gun, but it's it's not sixty six. <laughs> what did Harold get, Simon? Oh, Harold's been practicing with slightly larger weapons, um, so now he's comfortable with long arms. Ooh. So he bought a long arm. But, you know, I didn't drop 40k on that bad boy, so it only does 2d12. Look, I'm just really bad at figuring out what I want to buy. And Tom's like, hey, here's a really cool weapon. And I'm like, sold. Two I can spend 50,000 credits for you in five minutes. And now, and oh, now when, uh, when uh, Mouse uh, lands an attack, uh, anybody that she, that she hits is going to get their kicks on Route 6d6. Uh, oh, I'm so proud I get of it. <laughs> oh, actually, Gur, Gur will notice um, that Harald is using long arms now, and he just kind of feels a, a point of a, a little twinge of pride as he hands over the um, the uh, sonic bolter with the continuous fusion on it. He says, "I see you finally upped your game." Here yeah, you go. I realized a little, little present from me. Oh, uh, I think the sonic bolter is a heavy weapon. Uh, I was looking at it. It was a long arm. Oh wow! Well, there you what? go. What? Yeah. Here, I'll I'll look it back up just in case I'm wrong. But I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, really? Uh, okay. That leaves, us, uh, that leaves us. Oh, it is heavy. A a light sonic it, bolter is still a heavy weapon. It's yeah. It's still very heavy. A heavy so, sonic so, bolter oh. is heavy. <laughs> it's a heavy boy. Uh, I think that just leaves us with uh, Ninden. Uh, did you get that that brawler frame that you were looking at? Um, yeah, so uh, one of the... Well, both of the giants, I should say, from uh, one of them that took his eye. We'll say that he took that armor set. Okay. Um, so he took the brawler frame uh, that mm -hmm. they had so kindly left behind. Um, and then he also, uh, on the topic of his eyes... Uh, his appearance has changed as well a bit. He he still has a really cool sci-fi looking wicked eye patch, 
Um, but his other eye, uh, he's replaced uh, with a cybernetic eye. So it's the tap- the the typical like a uh, metal eye with a glowing red pupil. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty cool. So uh, the, he he can see in the dark now, which is nice. Um, and then he was looking to <laughs> after the fight with the dragon. Uh, he was happy that you know they took down the dragon, but he did he felt a little silly taking on a dragon with a knife. Um, and <laughs> so he talked to Gur about building a hammer similar to the one that Gur has. Uh, but he said, uh, Gur, is there any way? Uh, you know, we're fighting a lot of people from the plane of fire. Is there any way we can make this a cold? weapon i know it's normally like you know it does some electric and some some you know smacky smack damage uh Mm. can i make this cold and gur's probably just sitting there then does the like you know sighs and puts his newspaper down folds it up takes his reading glasses (laughs) off um The, the the Colin All Times. <laughs> like, yeah. The yeah. headline is Guess what? Still trapped in the sun, y'all. <laughs> still in the sun. And still in the been, sun. We don't know how long because the weather for the week? Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> oh boo. Uh, really yeah. you know, a, 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 oh god, what are they called now? A weatherman, but like geolog whatever. Meteorologist. Meteorologist, that's the one. It's really easy go. gig on the sun. Um, oh yeah. So the anyway, Ninden was asking part. about building a hammer. I uh, know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Ger, Ger's, Ger just kind of thinks about it for a minute. And he says, you, you know, I actually think there is a way to go about doing this, but we might have to, um, well. And he takes the hammer and he breaks the head off the handle and just kind of looks <laughs> yeah. at it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, this will work. This will work. Uh, it, Come with me, come with me. And he uh, ushers Ninden over to the um, the armory, actually, where he got his original gear. And he, uh, oh, they, sure. uh, they they place an order for um, for enough bulk worth of Sigatite to, um, cold Sigatite, I should say, to replace the, the head there. So it can be cold damage, but also do more cold damage. Man, that hammer sounds sick and tight. Right? It is pretty sick and tight. I'm joining Mouse in the uh, the ranks of 66 dealing weapons. Oh my gosh. Um, so this does, this is the Ferromagnetic Storm Hammer. Uh, it deals 66 damage. It's a two-handed uh, weapon, electric and bludgeoning base, but it also has the frost fusion on it to make use of the cold sickatite that we made it from. So you can't use your shield while you're using this weapon? I cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, Going yeah. full yeah. offense. It's yeah. it's a tactical shield though, right? Uh it is a tactical shield. Um so or it's, can it's still, a level five one. You can still use um your hand while it's like strapped to your arm, I think are the rules for the tactical shield. It just doesn't give you your bonus. <clears throat> so you'd have mm-hmm. to like switch grips. So if you did sh- switch oh. grips, you'd be able to use it still. And that's right. a swift action. Interesting. So if you need to defend, you can't. Yeah, so I can just drop it, drop a hand off the hammer, but then I won't be able to use the hammer for opportunity attacks and whatnot. So then, no, no. he 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 can he can attack and protect. That has been his mo this entire time. Yeah, that's true. But most he important, attack, he protect. But most importantly, he eat burger snack. Oh, yes! I was gonna say he. Had, I was gonna say he a seven foot snack, but that worked too. Oh, oh yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, good. Hi, uh, high five. 
Uh, you know, I, I only thinking. just now got that Seth said root 6d6 earlier. <laughs> Proud of you, Crow. There That's you our Crow. Uh, yeah, and I got, a, I got a cool armor upgrade as well that I'll let be a surprise uh, if I need it. Because I've already and talked long enough. Now I'm starting to think I should have upgraded my gun. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling pretty good about my 2d12 up until five minutes ago. Right? Oh no! Jeez. Oh, that's I fine. saw I saw all the credits I had. I was like, "Ooh, tendons getting a big upgrade." <laughs> By tendon, oh. you mean Ninden. Shoot! Oh, you're doing it again. Oh no! I was calling. Okay, so I played tendon in a society game, dear listeners. And which, by um, the way, uh, if you hang out on the Cosmic Crit Discord, um, which do we have a link to the Cosmic Crit Discord? Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. Down below the, the video here. Um, you might get a chance to occasionally play with one of us uh, because we do mm. sign up for society games. Uh, mm. I think Tom is probably the most active, so you'll probably be able to play with Ninden's brother. Uh, I guess if your character is good enough. Level ten. Level, level ten. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Tendon never gets out anymore, anyway. Uh, but he he, he brought a he bought a truck, uh, which was fun. Um, <laughs> but I kept calling him Ninden on accident, and it was awkward. Um, I think you were playing with a couple people who watched the show, though, so they probably got a laugh. Yes. At him. Yes. <laughs> uh, there was Keith there. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Keith. I remember. Um, there was one other person. I don't think it was Casper. But anyway. Ah, uh, yes, the infamous Keith. Kiwi Keith. Actually, yeah. I have yeah. no idea who this person is. I just, for the, the way you said it. Because you never like... play society anymore. He's one of the most active uh, GMs on the Cosmic Crit, I'd say. Yeah, at least but, I mean, from Australia. But Leaf has been finishing college, so it's yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, been a little he bit has, busy. He has, he has a good excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a pretty good excuse. Uh, uh, so sort of, yeah, sort of like mine. I will be back, our <laughs> listeners. I will be back to society play in the spring. Uh, so hey, let's play Starfinder. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we are in a way. Um, is there anything anybody else would like to take care of uh, in the? The time leading up to uh, departing, uh, Colonel. No. Yeah, nothing really besides. Uh, I, I wouldn't say one last burger time because I think we got some travel time, but like there's going to be a little bit of travel time. Yeah. Here. So oh, this, this is like well, mega burger time. Well, <laughs> I I don't know if we I don't know if burger time is even appropriate. I feel like we should like, you know, we should, we should upgrade it. To have some time. sort of feast with our with our. Uh, Hosts, right, right. We did. Oh, I think we did. We, did. we definitely did. Did we? we yeah. had oh my a, gosh! We had it's a, been like, three ending weeks. Of, yeah, it's been some time. Ending of uh, Return of the Jedi esque feast with the you know with the Ewoks and stuff. Right, right, yeah. right. There was crazy music playing. We saw uh, Hayden Christensen yep, yep. poorly uh, CGI'd into a, an old classic. Um, oh boy! Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> hey, uh No Star Wars spoilers by the way. Uh I haven't question. seen any, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, what's up? Um Where the Broncosarendipity? I was actually going to tell you um you, <laughs> at, at at a certain point uh, uh Mouse does receive um uh via a shoulder tap uh, or some other sort of uh uh quiet respectful gesture. Um uh uh, and Anasan tells you that uh, the technicians at the hangar have reported that the um, the readouts on the Sundiver have stabilized a little bit, uh, and they they want to know if you can come check it out. Mouse just like dumps whatever she's doing, pushes something over, and races for the Sundiver. 
Sun, <laughs> sun driver. <laughs> the, the yeah, sun driver. Kaylin yeah. is technically the sun driver. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. She's the sun driver. Um, look, she's really excited. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, does anyone want to go with Mouse, or uh, is she gonna go on her own? She oh, probably wouldn't think to tell anybody. I guess stop to tell anybody. Yeah, no, she just ran away. I mean, she made a big enough like kerfuffle in leaving that people probably noticed. So, so actually, uh, I will say this: Gur does did get something else. Um, it is um, the psychic enhancer, whatever it was. Um, it, he has oh. a sixty foot um, telepathy now, so oh, he wow. might he might catch on to this these emotions. Um, oh yeah, I mean, uh, especially because we're talking about uh, Anasin uh, yeah. telepathy. We're not talking about your, right. your standard uh, garden variety Lashunta, uh, like yeah. limited telepathy. Limited telepathy. Oh god. Oh, oh and I put his to yeah. shame. I almost forgot level eleven. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> level eleven mystics get telepathic bond, which makes your telepathy look like child's play. <laughs> Um, right. Does your does your telepathy give you bonuses to sense motive and stuff like that? Yeah, or it's not a competition. Yeah. Does, does your telepathy does your telepathy make you more emotionally vulnerable so that it's more difficult for you to lie because people can see into the true inner core of your being? I didn't think so. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Check your but check is, your privilege. But it is permanent. Telepathy that functions about much longer distance than yours. Between us, it is yeah. um, 120 feet, right? So uh-huh. it is. It is possible. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, nice. It is possible distance. that. It is possible that. Uh, in this case, that Gur and uh, Kaylin would catch in catch in on this excitement as as Mouse is sprinting off. So, Gur Gur will follow Mouse, um, like, and try to catch up with her once they've left the party. Is Kaylin also going to go, or? Um, she doesn't really need my help with getting Serendipity out of the stuff. reactor. Yeah. Sure, sure. And if uh, uh, and if Gur's brain is like, oh, I'm gonna follow Bows to go, you know, check out this mechanical thing. Kaylin will, Kaylin will hang out here. Okay. Burgers, it's fine. They got um, this. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we've previously established, the. Uh, 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 Sundiver is a it's not necessarily a walking distance away so uh, you'll you'll both need to catch a catch a ride there uh and it's it's provided you know you've got the APCs uh, and all that and also just regular vehicles now because now that the city is no longer occupied uh movement is much more free they don't have to be so careful about anything anymore um actually right, i would right. say they they've probably moved above ground you're no longer in the the restrictive uh, underground uh, resistance headquarters. You're now occupying offices that are above uh, ground level. You know, you've got that uh, supernatural, super sunlight and all that. So uh, it's probably been a much nicer experience overall. Uh, But yeah, uh, so as you uh, uh, approach uh, the the sun diver, uh, you see that it's righted um, and uh, you you can see that uh, uh, there are technicians uh, standing outside. Uh, they they turn to to look as uh, both of you approach. Gangway coming through. 
and uh, she like vaults over something and runs up the ramp into the main into the uh, sun diver and heads straight for engine. And Enger's just running behind her, um, <laughs> not really running, fast walking because you know his his legs are as tall as she is if you look at the <laughs> portrait there. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's he's apologizing to everyone along the way. <laughs> Just, I'm so sorry about her. She's in a rush. Excuse us. Uh, they can tell it's genuine. They just kind of nod their heads. Um, so immediately upon, <laughs> and immediately upon setting your your foot inside, both of you can tell, uh, you know, being the competent uh, ship engineers that you are, uh, that the power fluctuations that you were noticing before are non-existent. Uh, or at the very least, significantly re uh, reduced. There's just kind of a, a gentle pulsing um, that you can that you can uh, see in the in the lights. Um, now, uh, uh, serendipity. Uh, your consciousness. Uh, your awareness has always been used to the exposure of the infosphere uh, but being so directly connected uh, with the systems of the sun diver uh, gives you a, a new sensation uh, the, sensa the sensation of having a, a large physical presence uh, though mm. through this connection you've, you've become aware of everything aboard the vessel uh, easily monitoring every system uh, every process that utilizes the power structures and circuitry of, of the vessel. You practically feel it uh, when Mouse's tiny feet and, and, and Gurr's larger feet uh, press down onto the floor uh, just at the top of the boarding ramp. Um, and you are more than ready to tell your friend that you are able to corner and eliminate the malicious spirit uh, that possessed the ship's reactor, uh, unraveling it in the process. Through this conflict, you observed more data about this mystical energy you've been imbued with, uh, collating it with the energies of this foe and discovering a, a way to combine your power uh, with theirs. You feel that you could become even more useful uh, than you were before, uh, bringing yourself and Mouse uh, to heights previously unimagined. Hmm. Well, that certainly fits with my prime directive. Greetings, Mouskalini. And it comes through all the speakers. Mm-hmm. Whoa! What? 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 Some real Flight of the Navigator shit going on right now. Ah! <laughs> Serendipity, is that you? Yes, Mouskalini. I have been able to... sequester the threat and eliminate it. Huh! Oh, that's great! So, uh... So how we how we get you back in my head? Hmm, that's an excellent question, Mouskalini. I'll have to ask the DM. <laughs> uh, I mean, the reactor uh, uh, is is an unshielded portion of the ship. Um, that head to my reactor. Your reactor. She's little pitter patter of her feet. <laughs> she slides down the hallway into and uh, runs into the reactor room. All right. Okay. So. Okay. And scampers up to the interface and starts tippy-tapping away on mm -hmm. a keyboard. All right. Girl, are you just here to observe as, as this yeah. process? <laughs> if, she, if she needs a hand, he'll lend it, but, like, he, she doesn't need a hand. 
Now I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, so this this the engineering room um, after after Gur uh, was subsequently removed from the party. Um, a mouse adjusted things so that they were mouse height. Yeah, this is a very mouse height thing. And now Gur is is back in a body that was is taller than his previous body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like everything is like maybe like ankle height. <laughs> or, or like knee level <laughs> for for Gur at this point. Oh my gosh! There's, it, there's now such a big change that maybe they've been able to like put extra stuff at the top. There's a lot of unused real estate closer to the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you watch as as the uh, the shielding for the reactor uh, opens up and. Uh, you can almost feel uh, serendipity just like waiting, like almost as if she's like just ready to to, to rejoin you uh, from the other side. Oh man, I have missed you so much. I've missed you as well, Mouse Galini. Uh, I guess Mouse just reaches into the reactor to retrieve a chip or something. She doesn't need to. Um, oh. So the form that serendipity normally takes is one that uh, we now understand uh, was uh, partially provided by um, uh, Mouse's innate uh, mystical uh, capabilities as, as a gnome. Um, this is something that she never really had much of a grasp on, uh, but somehow through her friendship with serendipity, uh, obtained this capability, and Serendipity almost, in a way, uh, hijacked this this elusive, um, and sh she appears much like the way she usually does, as this this uh, radiant, uh, gleaming uh, rainbow diamond, and uh, and just kind of emerges the reactor, and involuntarily. Uh, Gur, you can see as as this this diamond shape flies directly into her chest, um, and now you feel a, a surge of energy, and uh, you don't maybe notice this right away, uh, being as your eyes are set inside of your skull. But but Gur, you see as her pallor um, turns from less of a gray into more of a, a fleshy shade. And as oh, if weird. somebody used like a wipe effect on a on a on a video edit, you watch as her hair blows back, and the the white almost platinum shade of her hair turns into a very brilliant uh, violet shade. Oh man, I miss oh, you. Oh, that's so cool. Hugs. She kind of like hugs her chest. Mm -hmm. And it, it feels like more than than ever before. Serendipity has just become a part of you. Like you're you're no longer two separate. You're joined in a way. Aww, neat. Serendipity. Yes, Mascolini. I missed you. Me too. Aw, 
<laughs> uh, I guess no right. else is there to really react to well, it, I guess I that's I guess that's that. She turns around and looks at Ger. What? <laughs> Ger wipes a tear from one of his three eyes and just <laughs> nothing. Oh, I'm I'm glad that you have uh, been reunited with Serendipity. It has been very obvious that you have missed her. Well, yeah. I mean, she is like my best part. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> it indeed. Mouse looks at her hands. They're all fleshy colored. <laughs> what? She uh, yeah. scampers yeah. over to reflective service. Yeah, thinking about Mouse, like, I think, would she think that, that there's like a skin condition? Like, like it's her first instinct. Like, oh no, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh jeez. Oh no. <laughs> Am I flushed? Oh, oh. Can I get a sunburn? <laughs> Serendipity, run a full diagnostic. Oh, oh no, my cheeks are does, all ready. Does Does Gert need to make any sort of medicine check to know what happened? Uh, I, you know, I would think this would be more of a. Now, this is this is weird. This is straddling the line between mysticism and and life science. Uh, just because gnomes in general are a a, a partially a magical race just by their nature. Um, so oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I would allow either uh, mysticism or life science would work. There you go. A All 30 right. mysticism. Yeah, that's, that's that's more than enough. So, I mean, gnomes are commonplace enough that this is this is pretty well understood, but I mean, people in the audience might not know. Um, uh, gnomes, uh, under normal circumstances, uh, are, tend to be pretty adventurous uh they tend to they like experiences they they like to see new things they like to to be there when things are happening um they, they have pretty intense fomo if that makes um <laughs> that's gonna make sense to somebody that's an I excellent way to put it yes, yes. Um, somebody who doesn't... out yes <laughs> kickstarters there is a there is a big fear of missing out yes uh but any any gnome that is deprived of these experiences uh, starts to experience something called uh, the bleaching, where they they literally become duller, not only in, in uh, uh, mentality, but in, in appearance. Uh, so their, their skin starts to gray out, their hair starts to gray out. It's like all color is removed from them. Um, this is something you've just kind of understood about Mouse, uh, since as long as you've known her, is, is that uh, she is very much a, a bleaching gnome, um, but it appears that somewhere along this process, uh, somewhere uh, along this this uh, separation from serendipity and and serendipity's development, um, it has been enough uh, to start reversing the process. It looks like. Now it should nice. be noted that in this it that this is all true and has been true for a long time, but in Starfinder it has changed and they get to. They get to choose. And bleach, bleaching is no longer um, like a feared thing among gnomes. It's thing that many of them choose. Well, in Starfinder, as, as I so there's there's two kind there's two phenotypes. Um, at some point during the gap, uh, it appears gnomes developed a second kind. So normal gnomes, the way we think of them, rainbowy and stuff. 
mm-hmm. are the fey child kind, and they can mm-hmm. still bleach if they don't get enough exposure to new things. Mm-hmm. But then there were another type that are just born that way, bleached, and they're fine. They don't go crazy. They're just a little bit more boring. Um, just like and... that Lady Gaga song. Huh? Just born this what? way. Just move born on with that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I thought you were okay. calling Lady Gaga boring, and I was going to have to Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that I would have used boring to describe Lady no, Gaga. No, let's move on. Let's move on. And so Mouse was that second kind. She was born bleached. And now is not anymore. So, yeah, panicking. <laughs> Ger, Ger, Ger will kind of put a reassuring hand on her shoulder and try and calm her down and explain that it's not a medical issue but probably won't really get through, so. <laughs> Look, you, you've you had time to get used to a totally new body! This is all new! It's for the best, Mouse Glenny. What? I did this on purpose. What? It's all to aid your personal growth. Oh? Yes, if you recall, my prime directive is to encourage you to grow to achieve your full potential. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Well, this, your bleached state, was determined to be a blocker for your continued development. Oh, you don't don't think you could have, you know, consulted me or something? It was actually determined that the shock would be beneficial to the process. Oh. Wow, we really need to go back through your protocols. Hmm. That's a matter of opinion. (laughs) Sort of a creepy Big Brother vibe here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, uh... So, any other... Unplanned updates that I should have read the terms and conditions for? Well, why don't you go talk to Kaylin? Um, you're not going to give me any more than that? Nope. Rude. (laughs) Yep. Asking for help is another one of your personal goals. That's a good yeah, point. She doesn't really tend to ask for help. I didn't think about that. So I guess Mouse goes off to Kaylin. Kaylin, 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 help! <laughs> Is anything else uh, you would like to check out while you're here at the, the Sunday Burger? Oh, goodness. No. I, th- I think he's going to run after out after Mouse. <laughs> Unless there's anything Someone's... in particular that catches his eye. Someone's gonna ke- gotta keep an eye on her. No, I had nothing else uh, uh, that I wanted to, to deliver. I just thought I would uh, provide the opportunities. Kaylin, yeah. Kaylin, help, help, help! I guess back to resistance Sorry, where's, where's the setting for this? Or, or... Um, she just runs back to Burger Club. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could yeah, signal us the ship since we were planning to leave relatively soon anyways okay everybody help help all hands on deck <laughs> oh my and god did you get like an actual over. emergency 
Yeah, oh yeah, no, Ninden's like, you know, he's got his new hammer out, he just comes charging down the gangplank. There is, or, you know, is sci-fi gangplank. Screaming after her, not that kind of emergency! <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's too late. Ninden's already there. I mean, it's like a half-hour train ride. <laughs> oh. Okay, not quite that she's just screaming yet. emergency the entire time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you put it's, her on you're like, she sends the message that she needs help, and then you're like, okay, I'm on my way. And then, like, you're on your way, and you, like, throughout the trip, you get, like, 10 or 15 more messages saying that they need help. And it's, I am on the way. Your comms <laughs> like, are am, just blowing up. The train doesn't go there. any faster. You turn <laughs> off the vibrate. Like, I cannot speed up the train. Um, you can, yeah. but you're not here. <laughs> That's true, Mouse probably could. Uh, Ninden could try <laughs> to make yeah, it go Ninden, faster. Ninden could definitely try. That could probably relate in some hilarity and hijinks. But, uh, so I probably could make it go faster. But If we'd like, yeah. uh, we can just uh, move along uh, to, to the group arriving at the, at the Sundiver. Yes. To a, uh, to a not very altered Sundiver. Thankfully, that thing is, is uh, very much uh, the same as to, as, as to what it was before. Uh, but uh, a pretty altered mouse, honestly. Oh! Uh, mouse, did you uh, do something with your hair? No, and yes, and no. We're gonna need more detail. Uh, Serendipity did something. To me. Uh, and? Good thing. And, 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 and look at me! Just look at me. She does a little. Sw she does a little turn. <laughs> Kaylin. Yes, you're, you're much more. You're much more rainbow, rainbow colored. World of one. <laughs> you know, you honestly, though. you honestly don't need. Um, you don't really need it all that much. Uh, so, uh, Gur, you were present for the event. Um, and and you were exposed to. Uh, of, you know the the reactor and everything when it happened, so it might not have been as noticeable. But now, now standing here independent, uh, you and also Kalen and also Ninden can feel as, as individuals who have some sort of connection to uh, Arcane. Or give me just a moment. Ah, great time for a sneeze. Anyway, um, perfect. Perfect timing for a sneeze. Uh, you can feel uh, kind of a similar. Um, I don't know how to really describe. I, I imagine people uh, experience the, the sensation of, of magical energy differently. Uh, a tug, uh, a pulse, a some sort of sensation that is familiar to you, but emanating from mouse now. Ninden looks at Kaylin. Kaylin, I I think she might. Uh, she feels magical. Magical. I'm not magical. A mousical. Hmm. Those are all to hold up like a scorecard for that joke. Four. <laughs> <Yes>. Of course. <laughs> well, she is a gnome. She's inherently magical. But you're right. This is different. Uh, uh, serendipity. Would you like to shed some light on this? And I, I guess I'm sorry, Harold. I don't. 
Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Go figure. Fighting. I'm fighting with the devil in the mainframe. We'll, uh, I guess maybe it rubbed off on her a little bit while while she was in there. Don't you talk about serendipity that way? Only I get to talk about serendipity that way. Serendipity, be more helpful. Um, I'm not sure I want to. But maybe you should try this. And suddenly, Mouse just, like, crackles with energy. Ah! What? 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 Why does my hand feel like it's staticky, but still staticky forever? Like, like, it's not discharging. It's not discharging. What do I do? What do I do? Um, Caitlin, help! Here, if if you need to, you could just touch me. It probably won't hurt that much. Um, <laughs> oh, no. You know, if, if, oh, I have, no. if I have any idea of what this spell is, it's probably... Uh, Ninden's taken worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Got an eye rip. He's gotten eaten no. by a dragon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so. Okay, Got well. eaten by a lot of things. Ninden just, you know, strides up to Mouse and holds out a hand. Okay. Um. Hold on, wait a second. Okay, as he's walking up, Gur makes a mysticism check to identify the spell. Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. What? It's Jolting Surge. Oh, it's fine. Ninden, no, stop, stop, hold on. It's fine, I can... Like, I've literally taken more than more in a Jolting Surge than she's <laughs> probably going to do to me right now. I'm not worried about this. Uh, all right. Okay, she rolls 4d6 damage. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's 16. So 16 uh, like I said, fine. I, I'm not healing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you can. You I, I, I pat Ninden on the stamina. back and he feels better about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was very brave of you, Ninden. Thank you for helping your friend. Oh, wow. Speaking for... Un- uncanny. Speaking no, for it's perfect. I mean, like, that is, that, that was exactly, like, what I imagine he would say. Uh, Way to take one for the team. Okay, that, that was weird, right? That, that was yes. weird to other people, right? Yeah, that was weird. Nenden has a, a concerned look on his face that has nothing to do with the fact that he just took 16 points of electricity damage. <laughs> are you, are you sure you're okay there, bud? Yes. No, uh, that, that was, like, that was fine. I'm I'm okay. I, th- I guess I feel a little insulted. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's the correct answer here? Like, you're crazy electric touch. Your 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 crazy electric touch didn't hurt it at all. Is that is that the correct? Thing? <laughs> it's it's the meme of the uh, the lioness with her cub like yeah. on the ground. The li- yeah, it's like, oh, you wounded me so. Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> uh. No. Uh. I'm just concerned for you, is all. I... I guess I'm okay? Maybe? Well, it Um, it looks as though serendipity has, um... has gained some magical powers? Is that a thing AI can do? Technically, no. The power was within her all along. Mouse, being a gnome, is inherently magical. Oh, now you talk. Thanks. No problem. 
She has a sense for dramatic timing, I get it. <laughs> her appreciate not her. <laughs> um Herald really appreciates that too, I bet. Oh yeah. Can you uh can you help me practice a little? I don't wanna accidentally do that again. That'd be bad. How do you like not do spells? Um, so, uh, those head off to, to work on manifesting. Kaelin's just very confused, because she would recognize Jolting Surge, but also recognize that you can't cast Jolting Surge without studying it for a very long time. This is not the way Jolting Surge is supposed to manifest. It's very strange. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... Uh, these are not <laughs> mystic abilities, which can manifest, nope. you know, uh, um, spontaneously. It's like these are not the technomancer not, abilities, which don't manifest not, spontaneously. So it's very, right. very strange. It, so she's thrown for a little. Well, I mean, there, there's no, there's no like clear definition of a technomancer and, and where their powers come from. Starfinder kind of goes out of their way to make it so that these powers can come from anywhere, really. Wizard. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the difference between yeah, that's the difference between Pathfinder and Starfinder. Is, is uh, in Pathfinder, it's it's very much the wizard studies to learn these spells. The sorcerer gets them naturally. In this one, the technomancer they could study to 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 learn this magic. It could be something that comes to them naturally. Who knows? Um, either way, asking a mystic uh, for help with this kind of thing. Um, as a technomancer, is it's it's almost like uh, if you were an illustrator and you asked asked a, a painter for art, and uh, the painter's gonna do their best, but they're like, "You're from a different world, man." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these skills these skills seem similar, but they're not necessarily trained. Uh, so yeah, but, but Mouse personally has almost never picked up a brush, so. Right. Exactly. In some ways, it's, so maybe there's it's the there's some sort of wisdom that can be imparted potentially. Yeah, uh, um, to pull the curtain aside for a second, um, Mouse has mm. taken one level in Technomancer, Ooh. and Very is now nice. and is now a Fey child rather than Bleachling gnome. Ta-da! New radical. member of the multi-class family. Because <laughs> um, we all know how multi-classing makes you a total powerhouse. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's, she's too. She's too good now. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah. idea. <laughs> wow, tell us how you really feel, Nick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible idea if you want to be good at something, but like we obviously we obviously don't care about. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I encourage. Uh, Interesting character development over character builds any day, personally, but, you know. Yeah. No, and that's, I appreciate that's... that about you as a GM, Seth. I really do. Well, thank you. This, this is not sarcasm, because I've definitely had a lot of GMs where I've tried to do interesting character builds, and then got stomped. Like, oh, you why didn't make I am the way I am. character. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so while that is, is happening, uh, word has gotten out. I mean, you, you're a known property here, uh, this group. I mean, obviously... You, you showed up, you you helped the, the Nassans get um and uh Gur in particular, uh there there are more people aware of you, uh you you having been here um however now that the word has gotten out that 
you're going to be leaving in order to 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 help the the packed worlds um you were actually at some point uh, approached by a familiar looking uh, anasin um after looking at her for a moment uh sense memories collide uh physical brain imprints uh replaying themselves on Gur's mind's eye uh you uh venator well no venator is who this used to be uh was sitting on an ivory bench uh in the lower garden of the archive uh pleasant thoughts are exchanged uh with this with this woman um a lingering embrace uh amaldea looks up at you uh sitting on the bench and then in that instance you see her now in this moment uh mournful um she says Gur, and you hear in uh, in her do you hear the listen now no, gently her, her her hands are clasped at her waist uh, her thoughts linger on the object that she's holding between her clasp and you you know that she wants to give this item to you uh she reaches forward and opens them and you see a uh, you see a, her hands in a goblet shape uh, presenting a cloth uh, and inside this cloth there's a small object she says i wanted to give you this i i know you're leaving and i wanted to ask that you keep venator safe so that so that i might see him again one day um Gerd doesn't really know what to say to this but what is, what is she offering him what does it look like um, it's very small. Uh, it, it's it's circular, and there's a little dip in, in the center. Uh, you can tell just from the way the cloth lays up. He um he he considers like uh not accepting the gift, but then kind of thinks better of it, and just kind of nods and holds out a hand and says, "I will." do my very, very best to bring him back to you when this is all are, over. Are any of your tattoos visible? Yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can tell that that bothers her a little bit, um, but she doesn't say anything. Uh, well, it, it, if that, no, if he, notice, if he notices this, then he uh, says, oh, oh, uh, these, these are not permanent. Uh, and he kind of um, steps back and flicks out one hand and the tattoos disappear and turn instead into a uh, set of shadow chains. Uh, oh, this, this is yeah. um, She's shocked. Uh, you could, like The moment that you indicate that it's not permanent, you can feel that it it's more of a relief than it's probably polite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> That's just kind of the way that the Anasins do. Yeah. So, uh, then she sees that and she's startled by it. But you can see her just kind of uh, reacquaint to it, like the, the temperature of the water, uh, comfortable again. And, and, and she goes, I see. Uh, maybe you're doing your, your own work to make sure he stays. Exactly. But uh, as you take the item from her, uh, it's a ring. Um, and 
uh, just kind of by using your your mystical energies to 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 kind of identify what it is. Uh, it comes to you that this is a ring of resistance. Ooh, a ring of resistance mark three. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of those items that's handy, but it's probably not worth the cost associated for most. Mm-hmm. Well, Gert certainly accepts it and, and thanks her for it and tries to, like, use use his uh, telepathy to kind of calm her and reassure her that things will be okay without really, like, stumbling over his words as Gert would. Right, right. Yeah, that's something that you can you can kind of do just innately. Um, Empathy. She does her... She she yes. she, she does <laughs> she does her best to play along, uh, but it, it's uh, this, this is the sort of situation where it's almost impossible entirely. Come, um, you're <laughs> you, you are literally inhibiting the 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 body of her her boyfriend slash uh, mate, whatever they were, right? <laughs> and and just looking at her triggers these physical memories that are imprinted on the brain that you're existing in. So <laughs> it's it's a very weird experience for everybody involved. Yeah, Gerd didn't ask to be like this. No, and there that is understood. So, but yes, um, that is all she had. Um, yeah, she'll, she'll go ahead and take her leave. Um, Gert kind of like when awkwardly says goodbye. She does the same. Just as awkward, guaranteed. Um But that is that's all that I have for you as players. Did you want to did you want to go ahead and move out of this crazy mission that you've set yourselves up for? Yeah. Yeah. It may be a long shot, but mm-hmm. we can do you get it? Mm. Mouse, do you think you'll be ready to use your powers by the time we get to the Crucible? It would be inconvenient if you uh, accidentally electrocuted Ninden. I've already scheduled a... I've already drawn up an intensive training schedule. <laughs> and you see her using a uh, psychokinetic hand to, like, flip something up and down. One of one of her old face tend- tendrils, like <laughs> the tip of it, just goes. Oh no! <laughs> Gross. No, I wouldn't oh, touch boy. her. <laughs> no, I wouldn't touch her old. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, no. Uh, Ninden is very ready to get going, get on the sun diver, okay. and head to the crucible. Herald right. is also ready. Okay. Uh. So we'll go ahead and move forward to the to the scene after uh, all the preparations have been made, uh, after the equipment has been built, has been provided, uh, all of uh, you know, all the all the all the pre-flight checks, um, you know, the 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 flight attendant uh, tells everyone to put on their seatbelts, put their seat up in the full upright position. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, drinks and snacks will not be served on this flight. What? Uh, That's a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Snacks. That's true. It is. It is a lie. You can't stop me. Um, 
But as you spin up the engines and get ready to leave, uh, you are flanked by Anasanoi uh, resistance fighters that deliver a salute to you. Uh, a large crowd of Anasans are gathered outside the hangar to watch you leave, uh, cheering for you, uh, youths jumping and waving as you pass overhead. Uh, the Sun Diver is guided uh, via pre-programmed uh, telemetry towards the shield, uh, easily slipping past uh, the barrier and into the harsh, roiling plasma of Mataris. Yeah. Uh, you hear the familiar thrum of the Sycotite injectors as they kick on and envelop the Sun Diver, and it's uh, you know it's going to be roughly uh, almost two days until you reach the Crucible. Two days in until the Afrit begin their attack on the Archipelago. All you can do is hope that your intel is correct and that shutting down the Crucible will stop the flea from invading the Primateer. Even if all this intel ends up being true, even if the best case scenario plays out, you know that this is going to be... Anybody? A long shot. A long shot. Uh... Oh, oh, they said the title of the episode, guys. Title drop. I said it. Yeah! yeah. The sunglasses go on. I think it's the third time we've said a long shot here. Won't get was again first playing. That was a hell of a cold open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Two hour cold uh, open. Yeah. It's a shame. In, in, in the long, uh, in, in large, clean, white text that says a long shot on the screen. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, we've been playing this game and uh, books have since we uh, not the least of which is the character operations manual, which introduced a mechanic to the game, um, which is uh, uh, downtime. Uh, which means that now that with nothing presumably to do uh, on this uh, trip to the Crucible, um, you have time to do partake of, of many different kinds of activities and uh, based on how you roll uh, if it is an, an activity that requires uh, you gain certain benefits uh, for a certain amount of time again what activity you're you're partaking of so uh, does anybody have any ideas or uh, what their character might be doing uh, downtime um, uh, oh Thank you. Um, Ninden would probably be maintaining his equipment, uh, which the activity is basically what it sounds like. Uh, you spend your day cleaning, fine-tining, and otherwise maintaining a weapon or suit of armor. Uh, you must have access to a tech workshop. I hope we have access to a tech workshop or similar facility. We so, absolutely we definitely do. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, I figured as much. You um, can use the engine room if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, if I maintain a weapon, which I am, so flavor-wise, Ninden is sitting there uh, tinkering with his his new ferromagnetic storm hammer, uh, mm. adjusting some settings on it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, making sure the fusion is working because he has ranks in both mysticism and engineering uh, since he hit level ten. So he's he's really nice. going to work on his hammer, not like that. Um, and <laughs> wow. sorry, yeah. Um, and uh, so this will let him deal more damage with his hammer if he gets a crit uh, the following day. Um, which doesn't sound that interesting, but neither do any of the other options that Ninden can do. So, yeah. 
Um, I don't need to make a check for that either. It doesn't. Uh, there's there's no check. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Uh, anybody else know what they're doing for their downtime? Um, I'm going to explore futures. Okay. Um, Kaylin has already been using most of her downtime to meditate anyway, but worried about mouse and this weirdness that's going on. Um, she'll choose to focus on what mouse's future might look like. Okay. Uh, I get to make a mysticism check um, for this. Look over here. Uh, closest undiver. We do not have a tech workshop, by the way. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> we don't have a tech workshop. We have a synthesis bay for drugs and poisons. Um, You've got a tech workshop. You're fine. <laughs> Thank God. Here's all things. It says uh, or something similar. I mean, I guess the edge of room works, right? Uh, I got a 31 on my mysticism. The DC is equal to 10 plus one and a half times the target's character level or CR. So. Shooting 11, for 16, 26. 26. Yeah. So that'll be a bit. success. Uh, Mouse gets a, uh, a reroll on 1d20. On any 1d20 roll the following day. Ooh. Providing Sorry, what was mouse? that again? You get a you get any one d20 roll. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's really really good. That's a very good benefit to just have now. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just something that you have. Now. Hmm. So yeah, that's how Kaylin spends her. Um, All right. Well, Anybody else have any ideas? Harald. Harald will lounge. He has no shame. <laughs> this sounds very on brand. You know, he can also entertain. But there's no one else is lounging, so it doesn't matter. Who would he be entertaining? Himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Phrasing? I don't think it matters. No, or entertain <laughs> specifically says that the people who lounge get more benefit. Well, Mouse is not going to lounge. I'm sorry, that's just not in her nature. <laughs> I didn't figure it would be. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yep. So, Harald lounges by okay. trying on different outfits in front of a mirror. <laughs> Other people are welcome to join him. <laughs> He's happy to critique anyone's outfit. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I wish I had 80s montage music. Oh, man. That'd be pretty cool. I don't think I have anything like that, though, so... I'm just imagining, like, he puts on different hats, tries different poses. At one point, he's coy. <laughs> at another one, he's like... Oh, you Here's... shouldn't have. You it's, shouldn't it's like, have. He's, like, growling. He's, like, like showing, so, showing some teeth he's manifested. Like, grrr. Oh, yeah, he, oh. like, puffs his chest up. Yeah, yeah. These teeth are too big. And then he makes <laughs> them smaller. Now they're too small. <laughs> Ugh. What a monster. Don't worry. Hello, he can't actually manifest bone, so it's all, like, cartil cartilaginous, like, material. That's not better. That's oh. not better. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. That's uh, true. Yeah. I would argue it's worse. Flexible teeth. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. 
what are Mouse and, and Gur doing? Mouse Go ahead, is, Mouse. Uh, practicing her her spells. Yeah, it's weird. And um, especially because more and more as she practices, she finds that serendipity is kind of like fading into the background of her consciousness. Mm. It's, it's not necessarily hostile um, or even sassy. More like she's getting integrated into Mouse. Right. It's, it's okay, though. I'm, I'm learning to do it on my own. Um, now, uh, is that, is that like a downtime activity from the character operations manual? I'm Don't trying to find it. a downtime activity from the manual that would fit this, but I'm gotcha. not sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what there is that would fit that. Right. Um, how about, uh, how about you, uh, Gur? Uh, Gur is also going to maintain equipment, um, okay. I haven't really decided which piece of equipment. Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine we'd have the time, and he would like work on all of his gear. But for downtime's rules' sake, we'll just say he's maintaining his suit of armor just in case he gets crit. Because he always does get crit, guys. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. That's true. You and me, buddy. I got a, I got a, I got a hot twenty with your name on it. Um, yeah. I'll go. Okay. So the way that works is whenever he is crit, um, it prevents uh, half the item level's worth of damage. Wow, that's pretty cool. First time. Yeah, only the first time. Yeah, right. Because the armor gets damaged in the process or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I would think so on a crit. Yes, and I understand that uh, Wild Mouse is, is doing this uh, this practice. Uh, Ninden, you would like to visit visit her is that correct yeah ninden uh one point throughout the day uh mouse hears a knock on her door uh it's a very heavy knock she opens it with psychokinetic hand oh that's oh, five hi. pounds of pressure or less yeah yeah probably yeah. he uh he looks down at where he expects mouse to be doesn't see her there and looks across the room oh uh neat oh. yeah uh can I come in? Uh, duh. Otherwise, I wouldn't have opened the door. Well, that's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, so Ninden shuts the door and stands, uh, sort of, you know, a little uncomfortably, uh, hands behind his back, um, just sort of watching, looking, uh, looking at Mouse, and that before he says, uh, "How's your uh, training going?" Ah, uh, could be better. Could be worse. I'm, I think I'm getting the hang of it. Serendipity hasn't been very helpful, but, you know, I, I think I'm okay with that. Like, I'm I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. And that's not scary. It it can be. Um, you, you know, you just got these powers, and you don't really... Uh, you, you're exploring them. Uh, I remember what that's like. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh which uh well, I'm not really good at talking. Uh so that that's what I came here to talk to you about is um I I'm just uh you know, 
I don't know, word to the word to the wise or something like that. I, whatever one of those phrases is. Uh, be careful. Um, I I don't you know, and please don't take this the wrong way. But when you shocked me, it didn't hurt. I don't think you could you know kill us with your powers necessarily. But uh, from somebody who has used mysterious powers that they didn't quite fully understand just yet and it ended up killing their friend um just because oh yeah that is what happened with you isn't it oh okay yeah um i will protect you uh from anything that i can uh because you're my friend uh i just don't want to see you get hurt from something like this and i i'm sorry if i'm sounding like a downer because no, no, this it's, is exciting it's sweet it's nice. Uh, do you wanna... I think customarily, usually people exchange hugs for this kind of thing. Sure. Okay, she gets up from where she's been sitting cross-legged on the bed, gives him a hug. It's still super awkward. Like, <laughs> yeah. that has not changed and probably never will. Yeah, I like to um, imagine that, like... So, like, Ninden is probably familiar with with the ritual, right? And And, like, it's not something that is alien to him but it's uh -huh. alien to so like ninden is engaging to hug protocols which mouth <laughs> does not follow uh, and it makes it to, to a situation where he needs to relearn like new hug protocols uh, <laughs> they, they both have to create this this new process for it uh, in that moment yes it becomes the the mouse and Ninden hug. All right, <laughs> docking. Um, uh, okay, like put your, put your arm a little bit lower down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long do we hold this? Oh, about as long as feels natural, I suppose. Okay, it all feels unnatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immediately, oh, <God>. let's go. <laughs> and then, yeah. No. And then at that point, Ninden would absolutely just like you know hands out wide. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So, um... Fist bump? You know. Fist bump. I like fist, fist bump. Bumps. Fist bump feels good. Okay, we do that. Good. You um, notice that she's a little bit more flourishy with her fist bump. Like, it's not just, like, flamboyant. a bump. She, like, down and up and then the bump. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Or the, uh, or the, the, where your fist explodes as you pull it back. Okay, yeah. that's she's not ready for that yet. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. like a level. That's like a level. She two. saw she saw this the down up and then fist bump on like a, a hollow vid one time and she mm -hmm. wanted to try it out. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, um, I know that you'll be safe, Mouse. Um, just do that. I guess. Thank you. Of course. Good luck. Okay. And and then then leaves. Aw, thanks. Aw, oh, thanks for leaving. <laughs> I tried out the airlock close sound effect. Um, that was a loud one. That was good. That, that was, was a loud one. Loud door. Also, I thought it was somebody going... <laughs> yeah, no, I thought somebody yeah. was sucking their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so, as everybody is going about their activities and such, uh, there is... Uh, a point, actually, um, where uh, the Sundiver starts to receive a communication. Whoa! 
Hmm. Open hail. So, you notice something interesting. Um, there's a, a certain frequency that typically uh, is used when a starship hails another starship. Um, this is more of a communication from a personal comm unit. Um, huh. Someone might think that somebody on the ship is trying to play a joke. Wasn't me! Like when you were a kid and like first got a cell phone and you'd call, you'd call the, the house phone. line? Yeah, from <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, Alright, yeah. Harald can enter this and say, okay, who is this? Um, In his best dad voice. <laughs> uh, you... At first, you get a, a, a loud bit of static. It's very clear that whatever uh, device is, is, is broadcasting this is a very large amount of interference that it was never designed to handle. Uh, but a voice does eventually... Um, give me just a sec. Um... Yeah, uh, you hear somebody going, Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, y yes? Who is this? Uh, my, my name is Rickard. Uh, I was... Uh, I'm, I'm currently traveling through the sun, uh, thanks to a, to a new friend of mine. I, I was I was on an Afridi vessel. They, 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 kept, they were taking me somewhere, uh, but... I ended up getting ejected, and, and uh, I thought I was dead, but but I was saved here. And I was hoping maybe you could you could help us out. Uh, yes, please hold. Uh, cutting the comms, I say, um, Mouse, could you scan that vessel? Is this a trap? I don't think anyone except for us in the Malika group can go through the sun. <laughs> Alright, you want me to do a computer's check, engineering, Just scan that science? Do whatever you'd like. Uh, computers it is! Mendon warms up is. the guns. <laughs> Pretty good. So that was a 32 for Mouse's computer's check. Yeah, you definitely don't... Um, you try to triangulate the signal uh, based on where it's coming from, and it does have a source, but you don't really detect anything there. Like, you sense, like, a different form of energy than what is typically surrounding you, but it's similar enough to the sun that it's barely noticeable. What? What do you got? Um, I say what he just said. Okay. I see. How likely do you think it is that this is, uh, an ambush? I'd expect Hello, them to are you have still big there? ships. Hello? Hi! Uh, who the pronk are you? Rickard. My name's Rickard. Y yes, Rickard. This is the, the Sun Divers, Captain Herald speaking. Uh, any enemy of the Malika group is a friend of ours. We'll, we'll come pick you guys up. Oh, thank you. I guess we can do a sense motive check, yeah. That seems like the thing to do. Gur got a natural two. It's a 37. Goodness. Yeah. I don't what even about, have that? ranks in sense motive. 
Neither do I. High five. Uh, Kaylin, Harald, uh, neither of you are able to sense any kind of duplicity here. Like, uh, to, to, to you, like, this seems like um, it's as much of a shock to, to this person as, as it is to you uh, that he, he's located out here. Um, when you offer to help, a, a deeper, more bassy voice comes on and says, Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry, who is this? My name is Uzma. Are you all uh, former prisoners of the Malika? No, I have saved Rickard here. Are you a former employee of the Malika? No, I am of the Onkushu. Culture check. Culture check on the Onkushu. Uh, it, not a culture. Uh, this would be a mysticism check for anybody. Wow. I turn to the rest of my crew with a single eyebrow raised above my head. Gur will use his library chip on that. Linden's got a 30. Um, oof. Oof. Oh, no. (laughs) Um. Nobody knows what Nankushu is. Uh, ah, darn. It's a pretty rare thing. Uh, but uh, it seems like people are drawing a blank, and he goes on to explain, uh, I, am a, I am a being from the Plane of Fire, and uh, I, we, we like to keep an eye on, on the, on the uh, proclivities of, of mortals. We like to try to help out when we can. And I found myself in a unique position to assist Rickard. I see. Well, uh, why don't we talk more once we get there? Uh, and I guess I'll direct the Sun Diver to go full power to engines to pick up this ship before the Malika find them. I don't think it would be smart for me to board your vessel, but I will happily deposit record in your in your airlock. Uh, how big are you? Larger than you. That's oh. the right question. Uh, you, you wouldn't happen to be one of those space whale thingies, would you? I am not a whale, though. Was it a space shark that we saw it at the beginning like of the episode? No, it, it was a whale. Well, you, you also encountered something that was like an ape. But I suppose we'll find out if we go to this ambush. I mean, I am bigger than you. That's everything, bud. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yes. Let me. Uh, oh, I realized that I forgot to do a thing. We gotta do a thing real quick. Doing a thing. Seth. Yes. Do what's the up? thing. I am doing a thing. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm doing it. Um. So you are directing the uh, the ship over t- towards this uh, Uzmat? Yep. Okay. Um, so it's very interesting. Uh, the being that appears uh, outside the airlock, uh, s- strange, like, flame-constructed being, something like a serpent with a human face and an angel. Oh. Uh, 
that appears with a human mystic, very plain looking individual, uh, uh, who's just kind of floating. <laughs> just kind of a dude. He, he, yeah, he, he looks just as, as confused as everybody. Um, <laughs> and and uh, uh, he is, uh, as long as you're willing to go along with it, uh, deposited into your airlock. Uh, uh, which Uzmat, uh, he kind of attaches himself to the side, they attach themselves to the side of the ship and form a protection uh, so that once the airlock is closed, a uh, record is, is safely deposited aboard the, the ship. I'm going to mysticism, what the heck is that thing? Yeah, now that you can see it, I'll, I'll allow you to do another mysticism. 31. Um... Uh, I just want both of you to be aware, um, we're not really on a pleasure trip right now. We're sort of heading towards a, um, a, sh uh, a military shipyard of a hostile enemy force. Gerv, did you want to do another Mrs. Zimchak? We have a 31 and a 20. Yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> ah. Gosh, these rolls. All right. Saving all the good ones. Wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I'll have you know I used a 15 and a 16 on this check. Right. <laughs> so, I'm saving um, all my good rolls. So, yeah, go. uh, with all of you working together and, and uh, with the actual physical sight of it, uh, I'll let you recall the Unkushu. So, uh, it's as, as Uzmat described, uh, they are beings from the plane of uh, they're known to be lawful and good and they uh, kind of protectors uh, they can also they can often be uh, with uh, angels in the prime material uh, so they're, they're known to keep good nice very cool yeah. um, so when you when you tell them that you're not going on a pleasure cruise um uh, Uzmat uh, indicates I suspected it as much. I had been a startling number of a fleet vessels that had been collecting here. I'm not sure what their plan I was in the process of following one uh, and right after they exited drift uh, right, uh, they went and another vessel exited the drift headed the other direction. That is the vessel that I As I watched, a another planar being boarded the vessel, caused it some distress. At, at that point, a pod ejected, and Rickard was aboard, and I saved him before the pod burned up. In a... Wow, you are lucky, bro. <laughs> Rickard <laughs> gives a kind of a wide-eyed nod. He says, you're, you're, but I, I wish I knew if my wife was... Uh, Rickard, what about what about your story? How did you get on the a vessel of the Afridi? Um, he he takes a moment to gather himself and he goes, "Uh, my wife uh, Hazel and I uh, we were we were investigating some coded messages uh, that we had uncovered uh, related to some disappearances in Corona back on on the archipelago. We're private and uh, uh, we we found these messages." Being relayed uh, to by some Afridi trading cons 
consortium called the Malikud. Uh, while we were investigating, however, for uh, one of our leads, uh, we were jumped by some Sulian Ifrit works, I think, and they took us to some underground facility for a while before we got shipped out. Yes. Before you got shipped out, what? Uh, via some cargo. Okay. Okay. And how lo- do you know how long ago this was? I don't really know. We were in captivity for uh, a while, so I don't know how long they had us. Uh, the days, they kind of bleed together at this point. I just know that something boarded the ship, and my wife was on a different part of the ship, and... Uh, the, the commissar put me in some weird prison cell that she ejected after I was trapped in it. Um, and upon him talking about this, you remember back on the Breath of Embers. Yeah, um, yeah, there, I was going to say. The, next to the commissar's uh, quarters, there was a brig hidden in the wall that appeared to have escape pod functionality. So you suspect that the ship that he's describing might look a lot like the Breath of Embers. Or least be a... Okay. Uh, this this thing that boarded the ship, did it seem like an enemy of the Malika? Why did uh, why did the commander they... eject you? Uh, they seem to think so. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought it was there to save us? I, I don't know. I can't justify or explain their actions. Hmm. Alright. Uh, Herald turns to the rest of the crew. I think it might be worthwhile to invest to see if we can find that ship um any as i ju- was just saying to Uzmat over here any enemy of the uh afridi would be useful for us to at least get in contact with Uzmat chimes in uh asking do you know what the what the malika are doing well they're oh att- boy attacking the burning archipelago Is for starters true? see well I, I think this is now that you've taken the, the burden of Rickard off my hands I, I no longer need wow, to spend mean. my time <laughs> I, I no longer need to spend the time finding a safe place for him to to, to go I can I can go find my friends and, and see if we can do anything to help oh there's more yeah, of that, you. Uh, that could probably help uh, and uh he, he bows his head outside of the airlock window and says, Thank you again, my friends. I will see what I can do. And then he departs, uh, disappearing into the, the flames of the sun. Man, I hope he brings us back an angel. That'd be awesome, right? That yeah, let's cool. keep in touch. <laughs> Our cell number is... Spacebook me! <laughs> so yeah, now you're, you're just kind of... Uh, <laughs> You're all just kind of hanging out in the engineering room with this disheveled-looking human, just kind of looking at all of you weirdos. Hey, bro, you you want to shower or something? Oh, that would be really great. Do we have it's any clothes so that would fit here? It's him? so hot on a freight ship, so you have no idea. Actually, we do. We do have an idea. Oh? <laughs> yeah, we, we've been on... Yeah, we're the sun divers. We're kind of a big deal. If you wanted to track that ship, um, it was uh, it was called the the the, the Eye of Feronia. 
Okay, let me jot that down here. Uh, top D, top, top, top. Uh, Into her any, any mystics uh, might use a, a mystic check to see if they recognize is um, that name. Oh, it's getting worse. That's only an 18. <laughs> oh, I got my a 39. Goodness. Yeah, Kaylin's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. So, Gur and Kaylin, uh, you both actually recognize the name. Um, so, Feronia is a deity of the uh, Plane of Fire, uh, also known as the Fertile Flame. Uh, you know she is a demigoddess of fire and fertility. She has numerous children uh, born of her unions uh, with various divine... Uh, and all information that exists indicates that she has been in meditation uh, since... Um, so... Uh, this ship, uh, which, which Rickard indicates is part of the... Oh, shoot. The, som the sovereignty of the Crimson uh, indicates that it's part of a space empire that is associated with Theron. Yeah. Uh, and Kaelin, uh, with that check, with this new information, you start to suspect that Malika individual could be a daughter of Feronia? Like an actual daughter of the for real Feronia? Hmm. Like everything that you understand about the and everything you understand about Feronia and now given the context of everything it seems like maybe one of her daughters is vying for more power than she Interesting. Do you share with this with the class? <laughs> I mean, right now it's just a ship name that we suspect is connected with this powerful being, goddess. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. You mean you're not going to just like her Hermione it up? <laughs> Has Kaylin ever been known to do such a thing? No, I know. No, no. not really. So, to be clear, because I think there were a few times that Seth cut out. Um, yeah, I don't know what's uh, going on with that. I'm very sorry. It's okay. It's it's most you're mostly coming across. Uh, it's just okay. for long diatribes of information. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We lose some. Um, so you said the sovereignty of the Crimson. What? Oh, uh, sovereignty of the Crimson Sun. Okay. Yes. And to summarize what Kaylin just sort of started theorizing on, the Eye of Feronia is a ship. Uh, was that the ship that boarded with, uh, what's his name? Uh, it was the, the one the... that rejected our, um, our new guest here. Okay. The, the Eye of Feronia is the one that uh, Rickard and his wife... Uh, were captured and shipped. Uh, Feronia uh, is the name of a demigoddess of the Plane of Fire, uh, who is known for having many daughters. And the sovereignty of the Crimson Sun is in some way as to Feronia or one of her, her kings. So it seems like an awful lot of coincidence happening here. 
Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And they were... Before they were taken, they were investigating the Malika group. They were... Yes, investigate a 3D company called the Malika Group, which seemed to be associated with some disappearances in the Corona district of the Burning Archipelago. Yeah, uh, that's like that's like which book, we can corroborate. book one like stuff. Yeah, um, book two, book three. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, where we were. Yep. Okay. Good. Cool, cool, cool. So they were on the same trail that you were, but uh, they got captured. Well, they, right. they, they that, that was their first mistake. Uh, but yeah their first mistake was to be npcs (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't be an npc NPC. in any adventure it's 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 not good for your health so it's a bad gig but okay so the malika group is named after a semi a, a mythological figure called malika you believe you believe that it was so uh, there are people who treated it as real but it's hard to tell if it is real or not. But right, right. this is starting to seem like maybe it could be a for real thing. Well, cultists do crazier stuff. Um, That's true. That's true. Cultists, cultists can be crazy people. Um, okay. It's very on brand, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah, whether whether Malika is real or not is kind of secondary, because if they believe that this goddess, demigoddess, is is real, and they're doing things in her name, it really doesn't matter if she's real or not. It's true. Well, alright. Either way, is it possible for us to find this ship? Um. <laughs> yeah, indicates that he was able to... to uh, sneak some some information, and uh, uh, when you collate it with the information that you have, uh, it seems like it was headed in the general direction of the Crucible. Um, so, seems like things are kind of lining up there. Alright, let's go double time and see if we can uh, intercept it before it gets there. Alright. Maybe it's uh, already been taken over by a friendly force. Well, I, I don't know, I've been... I've been traveling through the sun for a while. I, I would be surprised if they didn't. Who's not uh, helpful as he is? It's not the fastest. Wow, rude! <laughs> this am this am this free ambulance isn't fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! You shack up with anybody long enough, you're gonna start to you know you know it's cabin fever. Yeah. In the sun. Um, so it's but, really hot, Captain Fever. That's true. Uh, but uh, speaking of, we've been trapped in this in this podcast for uh, almost two hours now. So I think it's about time for a break. Um, yeah, breaks. Uh, so and we'll see uh, if we can't fix your uh, your robotness. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta figure robot. that out. Just, he's cutting just out. Just cutting yeah. out, yeah, which is very strange. Uh, I need to... Is, is it happening now? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's really must... right, as you said. Is it hap? Yeah. Cool. Good, 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 great. Very happy about this. So, so yeah, we'll work on that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Uh, so, uh, what does that put us at? 13 minutes after? Yep. Yes. All right, let's go find the... 
the bathroom in real life, everybody. Uh, don't. something that has been brought to my attention um it's something that we thought might be a problem uh and is definitely apparently becoming a, an issue is my audio is cutting out um one of the reasons why we've been absent for so long not only the pax trip i have actually moved and i'm currently in a new house and uh i am on wireless on the other side of the house so I believe that this is uh, probably 100% the cause of, of why I'm cutting out. And I apologize uh, for, for the dip in quality. Um, I do appreciate you bearing with us while I try to find a solution so that uh, in the coming episodes, this will not be a problem. So just laying that out there. Sorry that every once in a while I cut out. Sorry for the probably, what, 15 times I cut out while I was saying that alone. <laughs> yeah, closer to five. Closer to yeah. five. <laughs> yeah, closer to five. Not that bad. Not that we're Not keeping bad. track. Right, right. And we will, uh, we will somebody, continue to try to ask, uh, ask for clarifications as needed. Yeah, um, I, would, uh, I would appreciate it. Um, just anytime something cuts out and there's some vital information that cannot be discerned uh, just by, by uh, the context in which the, the cutout is surrounded by, uh, please let me know so that I can clarify, not only for the dear listeners, the uh, fine folks, the NS agents, uh, whatever we're going to end up calling them. I guess we um, should put that to a vote eventually. Hmm. Um, though, I would like to point out uh, something. Um, so we are firmly uh, the fertile ground uh, that is book six of uh, of uh, called Assault on... Um, turns out the, the Crucible features pretty prominently in this one. Uh, and as I uh, uh, advertised that we were going live on Twitter, uh, the author of this book actually uh, liked the... There is a possibility that uh jason talked listening so my uh, God. no pressure i'll have to bring out my silliest voices and he'll have to bear with me as i uh remove some events from the book in order to speed things along a little bit so i apologize for that. we love your creation <laughs> we've modified it heavily <laughs> uh, i gotta try and do stuff that's that's show oriented you know uh so that's so that, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and we that's also said, we, or, we also discussed like making it slightly less um, sandboxy as as the sort of linear narrative. 
works nicely in a show. Oh no, I've uh, I've uh, I've I've got I've got a, a bit of a sandbox surprise coming up. Oh, um, spicy! Yeah, I know. Sandbox uh, surprise sounds like what my cat likes to leave me. Oh, uh, good joke. <laughs> Talk. Uh, you have a cat now. Anyway, wait, don't I, even I have a cat. Do, do you guys want to? Do you guys want to uh, uh, keep playing? We do. We do. Yes. Okay. I suppose. Uh, I could talk about uh, more sandbox surprises, but yeah. <laughs> oh, and my bathroom trip was fine. Thank you uh, very much. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot to ask. Uh, so just to clarify, uh, in case any anything was lost in the confusion uh, with all the, the cutouts and whatever. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Beat a dragon. Uh, found out that a... Uh, uh, military force from the plane of fire is gathering to take over the sun. Uh, they are going to the base of this organization to try and sabotage it, uh, the, the invasion before it starts. Um, Mouse's friend Serendipity came back and gave her a level of Technomancer by merging with her. Uh, Gur was given a ring. The girlfriend slash wife of the uh, body that he um, they rescued a man who was captured by the Afridi after uh, ejected him in an escape pod by Angel from the plane of fire and he's now just kind of a passenger hanging uh, and they are about to reach the crucible uh, so that's where we are right now just a, just a quick summary of all the yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, anybody have any questions for Rickard or anything uh, while, while the rest of this journey carries out? So how are you in a fight? Uh, normally I'm not really much of a fighter, and especially now, I don't think I'm really up to the task. They took all of my weapons. And... Well, uh, let me tell you, we have plenty extra, and... Oh. Ninden just upends, you know, a null space chamber's worth of old gear that he's been carrying. Why didn't you yeah. sell any of that? Well, I have uh, Gur's pistol. I wasn't going to sell that. Uh, Gur's star knife. I also wasn't going to sell that. Um, what else? Well, I have a shield uh, that you could hold on to. I'm not really using that right now. Um, but, you know, these are all necessary items, Herald. Armor? Does, can we put some armor on him? Make him a little less squishy? That I do not have. <laughs> uh, so so you were investigating the Malika group, right? Uh, I don't suppose you can tell us a little bit about, about what they're trying to do, aside from take over the Burning Archipelago and, you know, the rest of the sun? They're trying to do what? Oh, take over the whole sun! Who would try to take over the sun? The Malika group. He, he shakes his head and he goes, Look, I, I was just looking into some disappearances. We were looking into some disappearances on, in Corona. And we took some Ifrit-run business uh, called the Malika group was, was involved. So we were looking into it and we just got jumped by some mercs. Uh, I think uh, they were called the Brass dra Dragons. Yes, the the breast dragons were uh, hired by the Malika group. 
or well, are sort of a a facade of the Malika group. Yeah, we beat them. They're dead. Well, they have Ish. been they have been made illegal by the uh, Burning Archipelago government. But that was all a while ago. All right, you've oh, answered geez. my question. How much has happened since we got captured? Oh, so much happened. At least like five books. Well, three books. And Three then bucks. we tell him everything we're comfortable with sharing with a complete stranger that we just picked up from a sun angel in the sun. Right, yeah. That's a, not a t- <laughs> typical scenario. Now he's got he's got the sun diver on his recently called list on his... So you'll never yeah. believe where I placed this, this call. Well, don't worry about it. We'll, uh, we, we should be able to rescue your wife from that ship. And then you can just, um, stay on our ship. And everything yeah. will be okay. Yeah, you any good with, like, ship stuff? He, no. You can tell he's not uh, entirely confident. Uh, you're gonna just be able to... Like, that doesn't seem like a thing that uh, he thinks is, is something that you, you can promise. Uh... When he's asked if he's any good with ship stuff, he shakes his head. Not really. I, I mean, honestly, I, I just, I'd mostly be comfortable just staying here. And and I guess wherever you're going, I can just watch the ship and, and let you know if anybody tries to come aboard. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you're volunteering for dish duty and also um, any custodial tasks. Look. I was just being carried by a fire angel through the center of the sun after I... I'll do whatever you ask me. Score! I, I, I don't really have a lot of options here. No, also, okay. make sure that you, you recover your strength as well. Mouse kind of throws away the uh, chores wheel. No, look, we're, we're all <laughs> going to do an equal share of, tor- of chores. We're not going to make him do double just because he can't you fire a gun. I don't see why not. It all sounded like you were about to say torment, which now, like, I'm thinking about a portmanteau chore. Torment. The tormentor. Now that just sounds like he mentors people. You have to clean the dishes and put them away. No! You're such a cruel master. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, I hate you, Dad. I'm gonna. I hate space doors because you can't slam them. Smoothly I, slide shut. I uh, wish you'd never kidnapped me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you'll find that uh, Rickard is 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 pretty agreeable. Um, he's not. Um, he's, he's clearly not all there. Uh, he's had a lot happen to him recently. Um, he thinks his wife is pro- probably dead. He, so. Yeah, he's he's just trying to process surviving what he just went through, and uh, whether he's okay with that or not. Oh no, feelings, Kalen, so. Kalen, tap out, tap out. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, aside from that, I don't really have a whole lot uh, if we would like to yeah we'll just go to that ship and rescue his wife because she's totally alive 
All right. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally alive, not not a monster or ghost at all. Uh, uh. Seth Seth turns pages rapidly, crosses out the word <laughs> ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hazel Hazel's uh, dead. She's a ghost. She's being played by uh, Hayden as nice. a fourth. Uh, that was Hayden ghost. Christensen, by the way, audience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured they wouldn't be able to guess the last name from context. It cut out. No, gotcha. All right. Um, <clears throat> so eventually, uh, uh, you pull up a reading on your sensor equipment, uh, indicating that a strange uh, there's a strange uh, in the energy signal ahead. Let me. Oh, dang it! All I right, sure activate didn't... cloaking. <laughs> cloaking. Is that is that something you had added in uh, against yeah. my? Against my knowledge. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We don't have to tell you everything. No, it's you're just the GM. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Uh, the thing is, is that there's a really cool piece of imagery that in my scramble to absolutely sprawling uh, amount of content uh, for this adventure that I forgot. So I am doing fast as possible right now. Uh, but That's okay. uh, go ahead and uh, give me a, a DC... Uh, sorry, I'm not going to... Please, somebody, give me a physical science check. I know that multiple people... Ooh, ooh. Mouse trained me in this. This is my moment. <laughs> uh, it's only a 25. You made me look bad. Uh, well, you made lo you look good. So Okay, I got a 39. I rolled in that 20. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it actually makes uh, a lot of sense that Mouse would get this. Um, uh, when you're looking over the readings that you're getting, um, you are reminded of something very... Uh, it is the physical and the uh, energies that are associated with the far portal. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I've still got it, like, uh, bookmarked here. As we approach what? I'm sorry. Uh, she's, she's, uh, the, the, the readout that, uh, she's getting from the computer, uh, matches very closely, um, the, the far portal, the, the portal that was on the surface of the sun that fell, uh, on episode two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, into the sun itself. And coincided with the, like, psychic scream. Mm-hmm. I was very concerned that we were on Far Portal, I remember, uh, before I realized that that was not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, as you get close enough, uh, the imaging systems are able to bring it up onto... Uh, I delayed just enough. Whoa. So, uh, nestled uh, between dimensions is a... In the center of the far portal itself, uh, a strange force seems to have it to the fortress. And sitting on the other side of far is a gigantic formation of ships, a massive fleet that looks poised to come right from, you assume, the plane of fire uh, directly into the prime. 
Uh, aside from these ships uh, uh, located in what you assume to be, again, the plane of fire, the crucible itself does not look defended. Uh, the information that was pulled from the Afridi soldiers back on Kalanal proves you able to locate the landing pad. Currently, only one ship is docked there, and it looks to be a shuttlecraft. So, now, just, is that Far Portal? I guess so. Yes? No? God? Yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like Far Portal. It's, it's giving the same readings as Far Portal. Uh, as the position of Far Portal has moved, its relation to where it links up to in the Plane of Fire has also changed. You know that, oh. that by it moving, it has moved where it goes to in the Plane of Fire as well. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, so they moved it here, back in Book 2, to be to back line up with one. where their fleet was in the Plane of Fire. Yes. And presumably That's... also so that they would have uh, the cover of the sun instead of just being visible from outside the sun. Yeah. Didn't want to draw attention to themselves like a fire whale bursting out of Far Portal Station or something. Yeah, just like that. Uh, and the fleet that you mentioned, it's on the other side of the portal, so like in the plane of fire? Yes, they are currently still in the plane of fire. Do we have inf well, any information as to like why they're on that side and haven't come into this side yet? Um, so, the only information you have is that uh, they, the, the vanguard fleet uh, from uh, the Malika gave the Pact Worlds time to decide if they were going to just surrender the archipelago to them or not. Um, oh, well... You think, it's... tactically speaking, they might be hiding their fleet until they make the decision to attack. Well, then, we need to destroy this portal. Well, if if there's these visual cues mean anything, is the... is that space station somehow powering the portal? Previously, the portal didn't need any power. I thought it was uh, described as anchoring the portal here. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of based on uh, their interaction with the portal itself, it seems like uh, these spires that are coming out from the top and the bottom of this fortress are, are keeping it, keeping the portal tethered in place. Oh, I see. So this station pulled it from where it was before to here? Somehow. Interesting. Then and we shut down the station? Shut but down the crucible? Move the portal? Put the fleets out of position? All of the above. I really think that it might be safest to just destroy the portal so they can't come through. We don't gain much from being able to go over to the plane of fire. Yeah, there's lots of magic that can do that. Seems preferable, but harder? Easier to shut something down than destroy it. Maybe we'll find something on the Crucible itself. There are ships that have made the journey from the Plane of Fire over to the Prime Material, uh, but the, the a, a kind of magic and the kind of setup that's required to allow that to happen um, is very difficult for very large ships. You are currently looking at capital ships, vessels very much like the ones that were on the outside of Kalanal, which the Afrit have never brought 
to the archipelago. They just have small trading vessels and that sort of thing. Right. So this is unprecedented, and yeah. this portal is the only way that they are getting through. Probably. In any, in any manner of uh, uh, short amount of time. Probably, because the, the amount of energy and the kind of magic it would take to take a whole capital ship uh, from one plane to another uh, is pretty unprecedented, like the far portal itself. Hmm. I'm still a little unclear on how this space station came to be. Is it something they found, like new, like Numa, or is it something they don't like, know slowly? Okay. This is information that you don't have. Well, I'm excited to acquire it. <laughs> <laughs> I All want right. to acquire it and download it. Are we going to bring the ship in? Yeah. yeah. Under under stealth, in the in the cover of night. <laughs> It's it's the sun. It's always day. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That Maybe was the joke. Can't wait till nighttime. Unfortunately, um, so uh, Kaylin is able to find a place to touch down with with relative ease on on the landing pad. Um, you again. You only notice one other ship here. Uh, appears to be a shuttle of some sort. Uh, not even a single technician lies in wait here. Uh, it gives the impression that this base is not operating as it normally would. Um, Something that you've taken note of since approaching is that this fortress, the, the crucible, uh, does not match the aesthetic of the Afri uh, the Afrit at all. Uh, their weapons, uh, their armor, their vessels, uh, all of these that you've been encountering tend to feature a lot of brass, black steel, maybe golden copper. Uh, the design of this fortress is far more pragmatic. Uh, the base almost looks like... Um, something you would expect to find uh, in the archipelago or something you would expect to find on Noma uh, somewhere between there. Um, I, I was going to ask, does it remind us of Noma? A little bit, yeah. And does Noma in turn remind us of, of the archipelago in terms of architecture, now that I think of it? Kind of, but Noma was a bit of a weird case because uh, the, Robots. The, ocu the occupants of of Noma were constantly rebuilding it and yeah, just, so that's it's true. hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. Um I mean just from the the artwork here this reminds me very much of a combination a cross between Absalom station and uh the archipelago. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it it's so, it's a lot like that for sure. Yeah. So that makes me think that this might be made from the same people. All right. All right, let's go in and uh you know hope they don't have any huge gun emplacements. Yeah, they don't. Mm. I mean, you've you've already touched down, and nobody is coming out to stop you or greet you or anything. Well, that's not okay. Let's suit up, everyone. Okay, right. weapons hot. Okay. Uh, Buckled in. Let's see. Hold on. I think I might have a. I think I might have a sound. Uh, let me. Uh, uh. A lock and load sound. Lock and load montage. Uh, let me see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Eye of the uh, Tiger? Do you have Eye of the Tiger? Oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Nice. It would have been way better was... if not for the three-minute build-up. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we can. We um, do. So, yeah. Uh, Rickard, once again, uh, insists that he can just kind of keep an eye on the ship and... Uh, He'll let you know uh, via comms if, if anybody shows up. 
but uh, he'll he'll keep it. He'll keep the the door closed, and he'll keep an eye on the the external cameras. Have fun storming the castle. Here's our com channel, or something equally sci-fi. Right, yeah. right, right. Let us know if there's anything, any problems. All right. And uh, post memes only in meme here. <laughs> yeah, the memes channel. Yeah, Harold gets really grumpy if you don't. Yeah, I will bring out the banhammer. <laughs> <laughs> he forms a banhammer with his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have moved you on to a new map. Um, it looks like people's stamina and stuff isn't fully uh, uh, recharged yet. So uh, please feel free to do it that. You have been. Sheet. No, you, yours are. Uh, I am seeing Gurren and Mouse at below uh, maximum levels. Is that just me? Is that better? No, no, Gurren looks practically dead. You're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, Gurren, are you with us? Mm. Uh-oh. I was thinking that I hadn't heard from Leaf for a while. Huh. Yeah, uh-oh. He's in Leaf? Discord. Let's do a mic check. Uh, so we got... We have Liz. We have Tom. Do we have Nick? I'm here. Hello. Simon. Hi. Oh, we're miss uh-oh, we're missing I a Leaf. Uh-oh. <laughs> Leaf, are you dead? Leaf! Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Sorry, I'm experiencing <clears throat> speaking troubles. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. 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 All right, cool. Excellent. Strange. That is weird. Did you catch uh, the bit about your Did you hear that your character is almost dead and that you need to um, put more points in the point zone? Fix that. There are two point zones. Both of them must be attended to. Yes. <laughs> All right. Dealing with point zone. <laughs> Replenish your point zone, Gur. Uh, can, can everybody see the map? Indeed. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, this this uh, uh, this hallway that you've entered is very pragmatic in, in nature. Uh, again, does not appear to be a Freudian design. Uh, it uh, is. Uh, solid uh, steel slats of metal uh, in very uh, rigid 4x4 four four style patterns. Um, you know that they have a they have a uh, tendency towards the elegant, uh, almost arabesque uh, lines and such, uh, which are not seen here, uh, which makes you think that maybe this is something that was taken rather than built uh, by the Afrit. Okay. Well, uh, let's go down the hallway. And Harald will okay. step in front of Ninden. And Ninden will quickly step in front of him. <laughs> da, darn it, I should have invested game. in move speed. <laughs> no. No, here you shouldn't the, have. Here comes the mom arm. Um, Ninden has, you know, in case it wasn't obvious, uh, he has his hammer and... Uh, that's it. That's all he can hold. He has his hammer out because this is a two-handed weapon. Really Nothing like hammer. mounted to your shoulder? Oh, no, I do have my cannon, but that's just always there, so I never mention it anymore. Uh, the cannon is there. Um, hammer. Cool um, brawler frame painted in the Sun Diver's colors. It looks like uh, Kalen is casting Battlemind Link. 
Ah. Yes, please. Thank uh, you, Caitlin. Ninden and Herald, I'm taking it? Yes, yes. Same old, same old. Gur's going to cast over. his battle spells, too. Okay. Not as not as impressive, but keen senses Every, are nice. Everybody's buffing. But keen wasps. Buffs up. The quinoa senses, yes. Quinoa senses. You can sense <laughs> anywhere that serves quinoa within a hundred foot radius. Um, California is deafening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if you if you if you cast quinoa sense in California, you're gonna go blind. Like, it's just like ah, oh, no. There's so much quinoa. Um, nothing happened. I activated it. Nothing happened. No, no, no. It's all gray. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Ninden uh, steps up to this door and gives Harald an eyebrow raise. Uh, Harald gives Ninden three thumbs up. Strange. I mean, you can do it. One of the thumbs is cartilaginous. Oh. <laughs> is that just like a word that yeah you looked up and you're just like you're just happy to use it now? I mean, this is very of the day appropriate calendar. for Harald. Yeah, for Harald puts right. away puts away his word of the day calendar. Because I can't grow multiple arms that I can use, but I can grow lots of arms. They just can't hold anything. But they can give thumbs All right. up. Alright. That's a thing. My god, I never thought that you guys would go into this door. I'm joking. I thought you would go into this door. Uh, uh, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, like door, <laughs> uh, the door uh, opens uh, without protest. Uh, you're, you're able to easily figure out um, its operation. Ah, good. They still make doors the same. Uh... Ninden goes to this door and opens it. Oh, you open that door, do you? Yes, with my hand. Okay. Her hand. Oh no! Hands. Oh no! I there's something the behind that door. <laughs> that door. I don't, I don't, I don't, oh dear. Maybe it's friendly. <gasps> Probably not. It's got a red border. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you you've picked up on my on my my Anthony Fantano style hint. Like, uh oh, he's wearing the yellow flannel for this one. Uh, God, I think Anthony maybe Crow who? will get that. Anthony will, an- uh, sorry, Crow will get that, and nobody else. Uh, Crowbody else. Um, so as you as you <laughs> enter this uh, this room, uh, this cross shaped room has desks built of a dark composite, and uh, chairs and niches to the north and south. Uh, each desk has a computer terminal. Looking at mouse. Uh, double doors uh, lead out to the east and the west. Uh, a smaller door is set in the southern section, the one that you have arrived through. Uh, in the center of the room, there is a strange spherical object. Um, once again, see, I was good. I was halfway good. Uh, what I did was I made the tokens for everything, but I didn't create a handout for everything. Um... Okay. Which is especially frustrating for for you guys because uh, you get to miss out on art unless I take this opportunity where I'm explaining my failings to do just that <laughs> and then show it to everybody. Ha <laughs> ha! I did it. Oh, it's really cool. Wow, is it a robot or a monster? Hard to say. Um, robot monster. <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners, think of the Dwemer ball guards from Skyrim. Oh, yeah, I was about to explain. Oh, uh, so right. it's, it's a strange spherical object. Uh, Very sorry. It's, 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 uh, no, it's fine. Uh, it's large, as in it takes up a uh, 10 by 10 foot space. Uh, and 
the top of it, there's a panel in the sphere that raises up uh, with a, like a smoke, a, a thick smoke that starts billowing out from inside. Um, the hatch levitates up and this wispy smoke forms not only something that appears to be uh, a mouth, uh, but a series of strange glowing eyes that are uh, hovered in place by this smoke. Um, this weird shape object uh, uh, rolls in place uh, to face all of you. And uh, just from judge the judgment of its movements alone, uh, you can tell that uh, it is hostile, which means that it is time for us to roll initiative. Hell yeah. Um, let me go ahead and bring up that turn tracker. Oof. Um, you got an 11 on the die. I got a 9. Oh, oh and you get to reroll? Oh, it costs resolve. I can re... It's just a resolve point, yeah. So I I think I'm going to hold off. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's the beginning of the dungeon. Um, oh my... What? Yeah. Why is that when I roll a 20? That's the least exciting 20 to roll. Oh, I got oh, that I... 20 on my initiative. Oh. <laughs> I also forgot my plus two from Battlemind link. I forgot to click that on. So. It makes uh, feel better. I rolled a toot. <laughs> Natural toot. I also rolled a toot. <laughs> toot toot. I rolled a 10. Nice basic roll there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Descending. There we go. Hey, it goes first. What do you? Oh, what, oh. what do you know? Well, guys, I'm sorry for what's about to happen. <laughs> As um, it just log jams us into this hallway. Actually, I'm a little bit interested uh, in how this is going to work uh, because <laughs> there's a certain thing that this thing does, and I don't know if it works on Ninden in Ninden's current state. Uh. Do tell. Let's find out together. Uh, yes. Yeah, let's let's do let's do the numbers first. Uh, so, uh, first off, it has trample. Uh, yeah. So, huh. does that mean that it is enable? Can it roll through a large creature? Is that a thing it can? Do? I don't. I don't see why not. Um, unless trample specifically As a full says action, it can move up to its speed through the space of any creatures that are at least one size smaller than itself. Ah, the size. Oh, then it can't. Right. That was so what Ninden I was actually expecting. stops this. Oh, thank uh, goodness. Uh, probably a good thing that Harold did not go first. Um, Maybe next time. Let's see. It might make for bad combat, but it would make for a great show. Okay, uh, yes, neither of the things that this thing is supposed to do can be done to a large size thing, which is ah! great. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Alright, anyway, uh, it does... Oh, uh, you're a second. I'm glad no. someone else feels my oh. pain about player characters well. being large. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. but it, give it me those up. tears it, it rolls up and it does uh, try to do a bite on Ninden um, let's see let's see how successful it is a bite it does a bite um, I think that's going to do it uh, 
That is a 38 uh, versus KAC. Oh my goodness, yes. Okay. Um, Maybe he rolled a 20. No, I didn't roll 20. <laughs> he would have been a little more excited if he rolled a 20. Let a man dream. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Okay, that is going to be uh, 30 bludgeoning damage as it bites down. Um, for a moment, it like catches one of your arms and it, it, you see it trying to eat your arm, it looks like. Uh-huh. It, ha- it has uh, a mouth that uh, appears to be designed specifically for swallowing. Isn't that what mouths are for? Yeah, you would think, but like this is like really good at it. Um, but not when something's really. Yeah. Uh, it's something like it's like, it's like with, some of that. When a ball python tries to eat you, like from your finger, it's like you idiot. <laughs> That's not gonna work. Uh, Herald, is your turn. All right, Harald says, get that one enemy that is in front of us that we can see. Uh, <laughs> using get him and using his new two-handed weapon. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, are you going to use your other thing where you try to do like... I use get him and yeah, clever attack with my clever Aurora attack. arc rifle. Is right. it CR11? If it's CR11... Probably Ooh. not. It's like a solo... You barely make it. Nice. Barely make it. <laughs> Alright, so it is now flat-footed. Uh, and that is a 30 versus EA. Now, it's important to remember that it does not get cover from me being in the way because I'm threatening it with my advanced coordination feet boost that I just picked up at level 3 soldier. But Nice. Bonus, is that correct? It does not get a cover bonus. However, I'm not giving my allies the plus one bonus from coordinated shot either. That's what I mean. Is that there's no and there's no coordinated shot bonus. It's just correct flat at this point. But yeah, that's effectively so a like, plus four, so worth. It's like I'm not even there. Yeah, you you uh you definitely get it. Um, let's see here. Let me do. Uh, uh yes, nineteen damage. This creature. Yeah, uh, that's a that's an all time record for Herald, I think. For well, yeah. for non credits. Uh, no, Herald has done more, that, more than that. That. Uh, that full character level damage really helps. Yeah. It does look like it is the damage is slightly resisted, however. But, but he's a robot. I know. Well, is it? <laughs> hmm. He's a robot ghost. A ghost bot. Hmm. A gassy robot. So, Suddenly the Chamberlain shows up. Mmm, robot. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ninden. I get that right. Reference. Well, Ninden's gonna flick a switch, uh, seeing Herald's... I, I don't know. Okay, so is that metagaming? You know, like, you told Herald that some of the electricity damage didn't go through. Uh, is it okay for me to know that as a player, or does Ninden have no clue? Uh, no clue about... About, about the again? electricity resistance. About the electricity resistance. Oh, uh, you can Just see make that. Make a it... mysticism check to identify it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let me actually let me see what kind of check. I think mysticism is the correct. Uh, I don't know. It, it is a mat and technological construct. Did you say magical and technological? Construct. Yeah. 
Sounds okay. like engineering or mysticism. Yeah, it looks like either one of those would work. Um, I'm gonna go with so engineering because have... I'm slightly better. But that's a nat one! Ooh, Glad I got cool. that out of the way before I attacked. Regardless, um, like... You have no idea what the heck this thing is. can signal yeah. that it seemed to be resistant to his uh, arc rifling. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, hearing that from his captain, Ninden will flick a switch on the bottom of his hammer towards the handle. Um, and the head of the hammer stops sparking and instead sort of starts leaking this uh, cool mist. And it is now, the frost fusion has replaced the electricity damage of the electricity bludgeon. Cool ranch hammer. Got it. Oh, God. No, I hate that flavor. Uh, oh, it's the worst. Funny enough, it's cool mist. <laughs> one. We're going to try one attack because I needed to use my swift action to uh, swap that around. The, is it the Sierra Mist hammer? Like. Bludgeoning and cold. I'm just ignoring you now. <laughs> Refreshing. Uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. Ignore the GM. <laughs> I mean, so that's a I don't really 30, give much of a choice. It's a 34 to hit with oh. Getem against flat-footed uh, KAC. Sorry. Yeah, that's the, that anime blade right there. If I ever seen yeah, one. Yeah, with the frosty called entangling ferromagnetic storm hammer. All right. Yeah, that one needs a name. <laughs> the Eldritch Knight. <laughs> Yeah, Let's I'm not an Eldritch Knight though. I'm a I'm a guard sword. Ah, yeah. Much more boring. Um, yes. Um. So that's 35 points of bludgeoning and cold damage. That's too much damage. Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, Absolutely. It's it's a pretty pretty good blow. I'm very excited about this. Um. Now, friends, do you want me to move behind this thing, or do you want me to stay here? If you th think you can. Um. I'm happily be flanking buddies with you. I don't know. I, I'm kind of uh, liking you preventing this trample. Well, but I guess we don't I don't know, know about it, though. Trample, you're, right, right? you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So, Ninden... Trample. Let's, let's see. Ninden is going to try and acrobatics around this guy, uh, just so... With the thinking, like, oh, well, this way Gur can get up front and, you know, start hitting it, too. Um, so, just so, just to kind of give you an idea of the general layout of these places, this doorway is not much taller than Ninden is, so this will be a little bit trickier, but obviously, like, you have the ability to climb. You have a climb speed and all that. Um, unless stated otherwise, the ceilings in this place are 20 feet high. So Okay. Um... If you get through the doorway, you would just be squeezing above this thing to get past it. There's almost no way to avoid an attack of opportunity by, by going to the other side of it. Mm. And if I... To get through his face, I'm going to need to succeed at the acrobatics check, right? You would like Yeah, you'd either have to succeed in a, at an acrobatics check, or you'd have to bull rush it out of the way. But I don't think you can bull Ooh. rush at this point. Because you... Yeah. I do have... Yeah improve bull rush but uh tell you what i'll just try acrobatics so i so we can move on um okay. so i'm gonna attempt to move through his space okay rolling a nat oh. 20 goodness all right <laughs> you just like grab the top of the doorway and just try to swing over it yep it's pretty all cool right. um now since it's large do i need mm -hmm. to do this again uh <laughs> just do one more to try and stick the landing i guess <laughs> okay that's a 31. Right, yeah, Still you're not good. bad. You're good, you're good. Alright, sweet. So I'm just trying to think of how many how many threatened squares you just passed through by this motion. Too many. A lot. 
I think I think it's going to be almost impossible to avoid getting an attack of opportunity to do you this. You know what? Just for yeah, just for having let me pull that shenanigans, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to argue against an attack of opportunity. I've got mobility. Let's see what happens. Maybe you'll crit I, me. It actually rolled higher this time. Uh, it got a uh, 39 versus KAC. <sighs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe that was in that 19. Yeah, no, it was not. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, very consistent with the damage. It's another 30 bludgeoning as it continues to try to gnaw on you. Maybe get your tail this time a little bit okay. as you jump over. Uh, so I'm subtracting for resistance. Okay. And there we go. Uh, right. Thank you. You're welcome. Mouse. Oh boy, Mouse is going to try to overload that thing because it looks technologically and she's got override now so she can do droids and androids drones robots and creatures with the technological subtype yes uh go ahead and give me um either an engineering or a mysticism check if you'd like to try and get some information about it okay engineering i somehow figured that you would she rolled a natural toot oh no it's a 24 Oh, that's definitely not going to cut it. You have no I'm idea. Not identifying anything today. Uh, so, what is it that you're going to use? Uh, override. Override. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it has to succeed a will saving throw, um, or be dazed for one round. And if it fails by ten or more, it's not dazed, and I can dictate it for a round. Oh my DC is 10 plus half my mechanic level, so 5 plus my intelligence modifier, so 20. Uh, I have to look up something real quick. Uh... Okay, uh, you said a will save. Mm-hmm. Not its best save. <laughs> uh, what is the DC? Uh, the DC is 20. It fails. Uh, it, yeah. It's a 19. Aw. But still, it's dazed for a round. Enjoy, sucker! All right. Uh, so it's just dazed right now? Yep. Okay. Um, I'll have to look up what dazed does. So many conditions. Let's get... My my love for this game is very conditional. Haha. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a good joke. Uh, conditions, days. Why are there so many ways to? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh oh, you guys. Uh, did somebody find dazed? Oh, sorry. I wasn't looking. I can help. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you do that. Uh, Gur is doing an engineering. Um, unfortunately, not, that is not, not going to. So good. What? Everybody's just rolling two on engineering. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, two. It's twos all around to identify pretty much everything today. I know. So, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, we're just doing bad. Yeah, this thing is um, weird. <laughs> you know that much. Yeah, this thing is yeah. freaking weird. I I know I can try to flank it. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and dazed is you can take no actions. Sorry to interrupt. No actions? That's what it yeah, says I, in the little... I thought so. Yeah, That's it is. You are unable to act normally. You can take no actions, but have no penalty to your AC. Wow. I remember... <laughs> yeah. I remember the first and only ever mechanic I played, I got to use this on a construct all of, like, once or twice. And it was a lot of fun. Because you basically just turn off the robot for for a turn. Right. Yeah, that's great. That yeah. sounds like overload. <laughs> so, so recognizing that it's uh, kind of open to attack, you're taking a guarded step up, and as he flourishes, uh, like, the chains kind of come out as a first just like a wisp of smoke, and mm -hmm. then kind of materialize, but they do only cold damage, so they're still just energy, so not materialize, but you get mm -hmm. you get my drift. And right. thank uh, thank Desna. I don't actually hold on. Thank whoever for because it's definitely not Desna for these chains, but they have reach, so we're attacking uh, it's, those. Uh, the one from Society One Zero Eight. Uh, what's the the name? We also right. them in Signal of Screams. I I got it. So is this uh, KAC or EAC? EAC. Okay. Uh, with all the bonuses, especially, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be a hit. Or so. twenty-four cold damage. Or cold. Nice. Also appears to be very slightly resisted, but most of it's going through. Like this, this, it's not a lot of resistance here. Like you're doing, you're doing fine. Uh, but yeah, that will bring us to Kalen. All right, let's see. Um, I get misses in this thing, right? Let's see if we can find out everything about it. Yeah, let's do it. Breakfast, who its mother is, all that stuff. Lurleen. 41. Oh my lord. Wow, yeah, all right. <laughs> like I, said, I would like to know who its mother is and what it had for breakfast. Embarrassing right. childhood nicknames are also on the table. All right, I'm going to let you have three pieces of information, but uh, the... Uh, uh, the general information that you have about it is something called a neotophet, uh, or neotophet. Uh, I don't know how to adequately pronounce uh, Egyptian-style names. Um, Put in chat. It's it's almost like neopet. It's a neopet. Got it. It's a, it's a neopet. Oh, oh, it's on the top of the handout. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. So you know that it is a specialized robotic construct designed to imprison. Um, the robot has a hybrid nanotech orifice that can grow large enough to swallow any creature smaller than the construct. Uh, and a spherical containment pod doubles a, as the robot's lower body and its means of locomotion. So the very thing it uses to move around is the same thing that imprisons people. That giant ball uh, is what it crams people inside of. Sounds like uh, it'll get really dizzy. Yeah. Uh, funny you should say that. <laughs> uh, what would you like to know about it? Uh, resistances, first off. If it has anything other than... Uh, it has construct immunities, and it is immune to fire. Uh, however, it has damage resistance 5 adamantine, so it is only overcome by an adamantine weapon. But it's only 5, which is like, whatever, you know? <laughs> mm. Okay. So, um, Special abilities, how is it going to entrap us? 
so you know that it has a tendency to tra uh, trample, so it can run people over as long, given that they're smaller than it is, uh, and it has the ability to use its large, disturbing mouth to swallow anything smaller than it, at which point it is transported inside the sphere. All right, I telepathically uh, tell Mouse to stay away from it, as well as these two, but mostly Mouse. Oh, uh, oh also, if any fire or electricity damage is dealt to it, uh, it will conduct that half of that damage to whatever is trapped inside. Cool. This monster is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty much everything we need to know. Yeah. Don't get um, at... <laughs> cl clarifying question for my sake. Yes. Uh, DR5 adamantine, is that for... That That applies to every single type of damage? I thought that was just for, like, no, normal DR, physical. like bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. Yeah, just physical. Yeah, DR is for kinetic damage. And oh, is it only kinetic? Because uh, the way that DR used to work, at least in the past, is that it's only overcome by uh, what is listed after the slash. No, no, th this was true in Pathfinder 2. Th that only applies to physical. So DR applies to physical damage and energy resistance really, applies to energy. I didn't really play a whole lot of Pathfinder, so... I see. I played um, none of it. Okay, good to know. Right, resistance is for energy. Right. Um, okay, interesting. DR is for Which is short for damage reduction or damage resistance? Reduction. Okay, got it. I'm glad that these things are very clear. Confusingly, they both reduce damage, but only one is called reduction and the other is resistance. So yeah, what else does the uh, uh, Kaelin do with her turn? I cast, I cast a wisp. Okay. Um, to give carrying fire, so the next attack gets gets plus two. All right. Uh, and this wisp lasts. <laughs> Taking 11 rounds now. Um, yeah. And then I move over here, because I don't want to get it. I move over around the wall where it can't see me. That's a smart move. <laughs> All right. Uh, that will make it the Neotopet's turn, and it looks like the Neopet's turn. Harald really wishes he <laughs> but, knew about that and... trample thing about six seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you can see that it seems to be shaking off uh, some sort of strange uh, condition that was uh, placed right. upon it by Mouse. So uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be doing much of anything this turn, which will bring us oh. right back to Herald. Nice work, Mouse. Whoop! I activated Jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I don't need to. I have um, Climbing Suckers. Those are 20 foot climb speed, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Alright, alright. So... You climb can up the still... wall! Can you still make the whoop noise, though? Yeah, yeah. The, the, sorry, I can't make the suction cup noises, but I, my, my mouth makes the whoop noise and my feet make a suction cup noise up the wall. <laughs> However high I can wall. go. All right, yeah. Uh, as indicated, this hallway is uh, roughly uh, uh, 20 feet high, so... All right, so that just brings me up to the, the ceiling. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I will take another clever attack through that doorway, unless he has, like, major cover. Not major cover. He's going to have partial cover on this one. Is that like a two? I think so. All right. I can live with You're that. You're getting a plus one for my uh, coordinated shot, though. I can live with that. Also, it's probably going to be flat-footed, so. Ooh. That's a good flat foot, I tell yeah. you what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is entirely energy, right? Correct. So against EAC. So that's effectively... Oh, yeah, and harrying fire. Yeah, you get it. Um... Yeah, yeah. However, I did not get him this turn. 
Oh, you did not? Right, because you, oh, you moved. Yeah. Got it. Alright, so... Pazow, uh, that is 16 damage. Um, nobody is inside, so you didn't you didn't do half electricity damage to a trapped compatriot. <laughs> That's good. All right. Yeah, That's uh, always always a good thing to know, right? Uh-huh. Alright, uh, and that will bring us to Ninden. Alright, so Ninden's got a whole bunch of stuff on this guy, so he's just going to full attack. Um, okay. So, because it's a plus two for flanking, a uh, minus two to his AC for flat-footed, so yeah, there's no reason not to full attack. Uh, so I agree. Whips, whips his storm hammer around, flourishing. Uh, this is still bludgeoning and cold. Yes. Not. Uh, ooh! Uh, no. I have an entangling fusion on the weapon that I considered using. Uh, so that's a 28 for the first attack and a 27 for the second. Oh yeah, those are both hits. Um, Goodness. So yeah. that's 81 total. Uh, uh, but that actually, uh, since your hammer is not made, since your name is, since your hammer is not made out of uh, adamantine. adamantine uh, oh, uh, didn't I tell you, Seth? Uh, I actually made it out of no. Um, it's ferromagnetic. I see that. <laughs> I see what it's made out of. Well, no, dirty cheater. Is, that is that is the uh, classification of it. Like you know. Oh, or, the ferro uh, isn't yeah. a reference to the material. No, no, it's just that's that's its level. It's but Seth, I was entirely trolling. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's made of well, uh, ferrous fibers. Now, is, I thought ferrous fibers meant like uh, steel. Or am I wrong? Probably. But anyway, it's uh, it's uh, no matter. Uh, you, I guess, you take ten points off of this total incoming damage. Uh, yeah, uh, which actually is just enough to to kill it. <laughs> oh, so uh, nice. so, so uh, Ninden uh, brings down his hammer a couple times, and the second smash is just enough to crush this this uh, metallic sphere. And you watch as this uh, nanite infused. Uh, cloud of, of uh, mist kind of drifts upwards and just kind of fades away into nothingness. Ninden, uh... uh, Ninden, uh wow. Ninden considers his new hammer. I really like this hammer. Uh, Herald descends from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, boy. So, yes, yeah, so that uh, leaves you... Uh, in the hallways uh, and also inside of the uh, room here that I described previously, uh, containing desks with computer terminals. All right, Mouse, get in here. Woo! <laughs> she comes skating in on her speed skates. Ugh. Kids in their Heelys. Yeah. I actually uh, saw a kid wearing Heelys at PAX Unplugged, actually. It was the oh, funniest yeah. thing. Oh yeah, they're still around. Yeah, Healy's are still cool, bro. Mm. They are just as cool as they always were. <laughs> I like the. Mm. <laughs> uh, all, all right, right nerds, uh, get to work. Computers. Yes, yeah, well, if you would like to. Oh yes, what was it? Well, was the I was just gonna say, well, nerd, well, nerd Prime is is doing her thing, which I assume is gonna take a little bit of time. Gers gonna look over this sphere and see if there's anything salvageable or anything. Not really. It's it's kind of a it's it's the sum of its parts. Uh, 
you know, you might be able to take a couple pieces off of it. You don't know if anybody would buy anything. Uh, maybe you could use a couple things from it in the construction of some sort of mystical gear or, or something. Um, in terms of mechanical loot, there isn't much here. Mm. Cool. Mm. Can but I take the... 10? Um, actually, that might be a good time to bring this up. Uh, I have been timing you guys. Uh, oh. be, because there is a mechanic in this book uh, that is centered around how much time it takes you to complete this mission and oh, what the results are depending on how long you take. And there are certain things you can do that may or may not alter the countdown timer in a positive or negative fashion. Um, so yes, Mouse, you can take 10. I don't think she meant 10 minutes. I think she meant take a 10 on the check. Yeah. Right, which means that it, uh, like, uh, taking a 10... No, uh, no, that's, you're thinking of taking 20. Tw taking 20 takes more time. Taking a 10 takes the same amount of time, but you usually can't do it unless, um, you, except in very specific conditions, like operatives can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would make the check a what? A 32? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to count that first roll as as a roll, and the second as uh, uh, another. Uh, taking a ten is not enough uh, oh. for you to succeed. And uh, there's an indication on the screen that if you fail one more time, uh, the system will lock you out. Hmm. Well, we can't have that. Hmm. Uh, Who else is good at computers? You Maybe you can. You assist. do have that computer idol. Yeah, I do. I've got a computer idol. You also have your friends. Can, can you me, give right? me like She's a bonus or anything? Uh, I mean, obviously the best. <laughs> like, can you can you help? Me, like, no. But I thought someone else had computers. Maybe I was wrong. Doesn't have computers? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh. Never mind. Uh oh. So you have the option of trying again, which I have indicated will require a roll higher than 10. Uh, yeah. Or not like leave it alone. Yeah, hmm. what if something bad might happen? Hmm. Do you have any any consumables, Mouse? Uh, or like limited number of things you can do a day that'll give you a bonus? If I can get a re-roll. Thanks oh, to Kaylin. Yeah, she does have her oh, D20 reroll as well. Do you want to use it for this? Um, well, I've got rerolls. I've got a reroll because of the computer idol, and then I've got one because of uh, Kaylin. You should absolutely so, use a reroll. Yeah, let's reuse. Let's use a reroll. I would probably recommend the computer idol one just because yeah. Kaylin's can be yeah. used for literally anything. Agree. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh my yes. gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> ah, I got a 32! Oh no! Exactly what I would have gotten! Okay. Um, but well, no, so, hold on, hold on. So that was the reroll. That was the reroll yeah. of the three, I assume. Yes. Ah, okay. In that case. So yeah, we haven't made another up. check. Yeah. And, now that we and now that we have no totem, let's just leave this computer alone. Okay. We walk away. Uh, you have to, to kind of drag her away. It's okay, yeah. Mouse. No, Whoever it's not. 
whoever set this up did a real good job, apparently. If we succeeded at all of our checks, uh, there would be no excitement to it. Mm. Well, uh, if you're done with the computer, uh, shall I open this door? Harald opens that door. <laughs> oh, Captain, I do enjoy our games. <laughs> <laughs> you get sucked out into space! No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Speaking of Breath of Ender, oh, call that. Oh, yeah, that trope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you get blown out into space. I'm sorry, I, I messed that up every time. Uh, so Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, let's see. Let me go ahead and skip past all of this information. Looks all like of this information. A lot of electricity. Kind of skip past all that stuff that was inside that computer to get to the next room. Uh, so. <laughs> You're mean. The secrets of the universe. Uh, as you uh, enter this next room, um, it appears to be uh, some sort of uh, containment facility, something like a brig. Uh, uh, on the other side of various forest fields, you see very minimal uh, uh, bedding and lavatory confinements. There's a bunk in every one and a very simple uh, multi-species uh, lavatory provided. Um, most of them are empty. Some of them are not. Uh, let's see. Ooh. Uh, indicated in the northwestern corner, uh, A, B, and C uh, are uh, some cells that have people in them. Uh, one on the bunk has a strange-looking husk. Uh, let me. Oh, this is another. A husk. I'm such. I'm such a dingus. Um, I don't yeah. know. Is that true? We're all dingai here. I dingus, <laughs> you dingus. He all right, ding guys and ding girls. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. So yeah. So save changes. That fight, huh? Show two players. Boom. What fight? Ooh. Uh, in five A, uh, the western one closest to the protrusion on the western side of the room uh, exists a brass-ish brass golden-ish suit of armor um, it looks like that's just laying on a bed uh, in 5B you see uh, just kind of sitting down uh, looking honestly pretty beat up uh, is a Demaya Lashunta Oh, he and doesn't what about notice 5C? you. He doesn't look up uh, at you as you enter. Five uh, C looks like it was previously occupied. Uh, the bed is disheveled. It looks like maybe there was a bit of a scuffle, uh, but there is currently no occupant. Uh, it is simply disturbed, unlike the rest of the uh, cells here. Harald hmm. uh, will rub his tentacles to together and clear his throat. Um, ladies, gentlemen, and um, otherly gendered species. Today's uh, scheduled prison bit break is brought to you by the Sun Divers. Um, <laughs> so there's no indication of awareness or movement from the suit of armor in 5A. Uh, however, the uh, Lushunta man in uh, 5B looks up and 
he does something of a double take. Uh, you can tell that what he sees outside of the cell is not something he's used to seeing here. It's like, who are, who are you? Well, Sundivers. Yes, uh, I'm Harald. This is Ninden, Gur, uh, Mouse, Kalen. And who might you be? Um, he, he gets up and uh, uh, his, he, puts, he puts his hands up against the, the force field as he tries to get a better look at and you get a better look at him. You see that he's got a number of wounds on his person. It looks like he's undergone some pretty rough. He goes, I, I'm Major Jost Astina. No, I'm, I'm from. And as Sorry, soon as he says that name that, again, uh, Joss. Major Joss Whedon. Yeah, Joss Whedon. It's, I love uh, your films. <laughs> I will go ahead and refrain from making Joss Whedon jokes for her. I'll just type his name. I'm, in I'm very chat. impressed with you. Uh, uh, he, as soon as he mentions that he's from Asana Town, you recognize his uh, garb as being similar to the the kind that you might find uh, in the Lashinta mercenary corps uh, located there. Um, like the racist Lashinta, or just the regular old Lashinta? <laughs> uh, he doesn't have. Of the Sunrise Collective logo on Zomer. Well, um, I'll do. Uh, how did you get in here? Did, how did the uh, Malika group get their hot palms on you? Uh, um, he uh, he thinks about it for a moment. He goes, uh, "I was captured by uh, the Brass Dragon, and I was." Uh, uh, trying to do some investigations on these psychic disturbances and and, and uh, the things I was looking up, uh, they brought me to Corona, and I was outnumbered. Uh, they took took my weapon. Next thing I knew, I was here. I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah, we've been hearing a know, lot of that today. Do you happen to know why? Uh, what was the guy's name? Kurt. Um, are you talking about the detective, or...? The person that we have on our ship right now. Oh. Oh. That was not... That was... Rickard. Rickard, yes. Rickard. Yeah, yeah like I know the... a, uh, Rickard? Human guy? Just shakes his head. The name's not familiar, no. Uh, I'll do a sense Ooh. motive, see if he's actually an Astrozoan spy. <laughs> 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 Can't be too careful. That's a very specific sense motive. I'm going to do a sense motive to see if he's an Astrozoan spot. Uh, you don't get the impression that telling uh, a lie here. Uh, <laughs> he does not know the name Ricker. Harald will mentally project to the rest of his team. You folks think we should trust him? Sure, why not? Oh, also ask him, hey, buddy, she says verbally. Mm -hmm. uh, do you know a Hazel? He looks up, and uh, you see him cast his glance over at Fives, um, the the northernmost cell, the one that's dish that's the name of the lady in that cell there. Uh oh. What yeah. happened to her? They took her in for questioning. He gestures to the door uh, over to the south. Oh boy. How long ago? I don't know. I I just looked up to see them take her. I haven't really been paying attention. I, pretty hurt here <laughs> if you, if you, if you... 
Yeah. Um, is there an obvious, like, off switch for his cell? Yeah, actually, these cells look like it would be very easy to power off. All right. Uh, sorry, what was that, Tom? Oh, I was going to say, uh, well, Ninden could always just smash them. But... <laughs> or we can just press the off button. <laughs> I really like my new hammer, though. Harald presses <laughs> the off button. Did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you push the off button, and uh, there's a there's a, a shift in the air as uh, a bunch of cold air comes from inside. Uh, it seems like these cells are conditioned to be more appropriate for the creatures that are occupying them. Uh, which only makes you realize how hot it's been kept inside of the crucible. Um, it's not enough where you're going to be like making checks to save against it or anything, but you are a little uncomfortable with how hot. Um, no, and, we have environmental controls. Oh, We're okay. fine. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you you are unable to perceive any difference in temperature whatsoever. No, we've got a heads-up display, okay? But tell you what, if you weren't wearing armor, who boy, it, it says, our helmets say, if you were not in this armor, you would feel slightly uncomfortable. Just, just, there's a little indicator for that in the corner. Damn you, Starfinder mechanics, stop messing with my narration! <laughs> it's a little guy wiping his brow. <laughs> <laughs> a continuous <laughs> gif, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as the, as the cold air runs, Rushes out the little gift of the person is like, oh, that feels. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the all of our head displays exclusively communicate ideas in gifts. <laughs> and well, uh, they, they are like, uh, universal. Um, uh, Mouse's a goofy southern over. prospector for for. Mouse has wandered over to the um, brass husk thing. Okay. And I was like, um, hello? It's just a suit of armor. Although it's a sort of weird place to put that. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, examine it with engineering. uh, Joss, uh, Forcefield comes down, he kind of stumbles out a little bit. Um, it looks like he might catches him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I've got a medicine check. I can catch him and give him a give him a look. At him. <laughs> no, yeah, no, sorry, not you. not to catch him, but to like <laughs> gauge the degree of his wounds. I love the idea of of him like uh, I roll a medicine check to catch this person who's falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can definitely uh, utilize utilize a medicine check to uh, not a great roll. It's it's not the best, but yeah, it's ridiculous to say that a twenty-eight is not a great roll. But no, it's more than enough. Uh, you know, it's a Lashenta, uh humanoid. Uh, you're, you're familiar with how this this body structure works, uh, probably more so than many. Um, yeah, it, if you were to put it in mechanical terms, you'd say he's somewhere below uh, bloodied in terms of hit points. This is probably the result of an extensive uh, amount of torture. All right. Um, we probably shouldn't spend too much time getting you back up to shape since we should, you know, rescue that woman who's actively being tortured. But if you make your way back towards the hangar, you can get onto our ship. And um, there's someone else there, Rickard, who 
uh, seems to be in, have been in a similar situation than you. Maybe he can help um, help you feel better in, in combination with our med bay. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What is it? What's going on here? Like this seems like a pretty extreme response to, to just looking into this. Yeah, this psychic. They're a, trying to conquer the sun. What? They're trying to con- You heard me the first time. Oh, no, sorry, he he's confused. Mataris. <laughs> he kind of gives you a look, like, and then realizes he doesn't know what the heck you are. <laughs> he's like, he's never seen an, an Asen before. He's like, what the huh. weirdo alien telling me Mataris like I'm a five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, hey, what do you mean take over the sun? You can't take over the sun. That doesn't well, make sense. You can take over all the bubble cities in it. You mean the archipelago? They're going to attack yep. the archipelago? Yeah. Well, and for good measure, they're also trying to take Noma and, um, oh gosh, the name of the An- Anasinoi and... Colonel. Colonel, that's yeah. it. Yeah. He, he furrows his brow, and he, Noma, Kalanal, neither of these names seem to mean anything to him. Yeah, uh, know, Giving you the impression that maybe captured for a while. Um, You're just name-dropping the name-drop at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty important. Look, we, we, do, we don't have time to explain everything to you. Get on our ship, uh, stay safe, and we will uh, be back as soon as our business is done. Here's our, here's our comm channels, in case anything happens. Does the archipelago know? Oh, they know. But they can't do that much against a fleet of ships that can go through the sun. Look, um, we're on it, okay? Yeah, um, thanks. Uh, so you kind of give him directions back to the ship? Before he goes real quick, Ninden just jerks his thumb over his shoulder. Do you know anything about the suit of armor in this cell? Oh, uh... No, I mean, it was dead when they came here. They, they they were talking about it like it's some sort of fae or something. I don't know. Uh, oh. Some some lady wearing important-looking uh, officer-style uh, armor was talking about how she wants to examine it. Huh. All right. Interesting. Mouse promptly opens the door to examine it. You don't feel the rush of cool air from inside of the cell as you do so. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, if somebody would like to uh, use a mysticism check, I can tell you as much can about this. I'll do a medicine check and be totally confused. <clears throat> 29? 36 like medicines. What is up with these recall knowledge checks, y'all? Again, I got a 15. This is about as good as Ninden can do. Right. <laughs> uh. I got the one that mattered. <laughs> the other one? That's, that's insane. That's the second recall knowledge one you've rolled. That's... Right? I can't... I can't... Um, okay. Save in the good roll. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Uh... The DC was 30, so I'll just go ahead and give it to Ninden and, and Gur uh, when he, when the Lashenta, uh, the hint that it's a fae. So, you think about it, 
for a bit, and you kind of seeing armor like this. Uh, you think it belongs to a creature called a Hulsa, H-U-L-S-A. Uh, they are generally connected to Radiance and the stars. They are known to teaching others about the physical phenomena of the universe and that they use their powers to bless those that are respectful or punish the insolent. Um, their typical desires upon death are to be burned in solar fire or if there is no star present uh, to be set adrift in the void. Oh. And this one it, seems dead already? Oh, it's super is, dead. Is uh, there a way to confirm that? Oh, we, we're just... Okay. I did a medicine uh, check. Yeah, Harald uh, did a medicine check, and as far as Harald can tell, can discern from, you know, fey anatomy, um, there's no response coming from this at all. Uh, and, and nobody can sense any mystical energies uh, that would uh, denote a living fey uh, present in this husk. Well, with the knowledge of its uh, their typical wishes for, uh, you know, cremation by star, uh, Ninden is going to gently uh, put it into his null space chamber. <laughs> I knew it. All right. Um, <laughs> and I, as gently, respectfully as he can, inserts it into respectfully his dumped into my pocket, and uh, says to the rest of the crew. Um, it's a, it's a fey, like the guy said. Uh, they're they're like sun, fey, effectively. They're they're about radiant things. Uh, they're they like to be disposed of by starfire. So uh, once we're done here, uh, we just need to dump this out the airlock, and uh, I think that'll that'll please it. All right, I'm uh, convinced. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those situations you really have to take your friend's word for it. Now, now I'm really leaning towards rescuing... Oh, I see. I opened the door. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Harald goes to the door that was indicated previously um, uh, by the uh, Lashenta Joss Astino. Uh, and as it opens, uh, you look over this uh, room. There's a desk in front of you. Uh, the chair closest to the door has restraints on it. And on the other side is an Ifrit and an Azur uh, who both look over to you as you enter uh, the Ifrit going, what the hell are you doing here? And that is where we'll stop for today. A prison break. <laughs> and that... And that is where we'll stop for today. <laughs> Didn't we kill these guys already? I guess where we killed these guys already. Look, they don't give me a lot of portraits here, so I gotta like kind of I gotta recycle. I, I have to use every part of the buffalo, Nick. Sometimes you have to use the <laughs> same part multiple times. That's true. Um, you know, sometimes you have to use the same leg bone to bash in several skulls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds legit. Oh, man. Uh, All right. So I did a lot more preparation than we actually got to today. So Yeah, there was a lot of RP. Oh, which is fine. Uh, trust Ooh. me. Uh, when I was looking at this, and uh, for anybody from Paizo who's listening in, this is an amazing final book. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, 
I'm not in any way trying to say that I don't like this because it, it's effectively the entire book is a massive sandbox and the players can go wherever they want. Um, there's a lot of things happening here that is interconnected to other things happening throughout the entire area. This map that you're on, you've seen maybe an eighth of it. Um, wow. It, it's, it's sprawling. Uh, and... Yeah, we should go back to the map and do a scroll out. It's, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, while it, it would be, it, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for the players. Uh, the DMs are going to have a little bit of a, a headache setting it up, but I mean, I think it's so cool that I can't wait to see how this all plays out. Uh, I just wish that it wasn't on a live show, so that if they run run into something I'm not ready for, I can't, I can't just be like. <laughs> Hey everybody, let's chill out for a moment. I'm gonna reread this section. <laughs> like, not quite take, something I can do. Take ten. I'll be, we'll be back in a in a bit. Get the rights yeah. to the song. Take five. Just play that while I while I do a little reading. <laughs> do you even have I, to have at this point? Said... I think it's public domain, isn't it? Old enough? I don't. Nothing is public domain ever again. Remember? Yeah. Disney made sure of that. Yeah, D- Disney owns Take Five. I don't think they own Take. Oh, all right, we're not getting into this. No, but they, they did prevent anything from getting into public domain. Sorry, sorry, Disney. We don't mean to 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 insult you. Please don't. Our say future us. Disney overlords. Yeah, Star Wars is great. You can't do a Espe- bad especially movie. the Last Jedi. Oh, so good. It's my favorite. I would Never. argue that I liked the Last Jedi better than Return of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Really? Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I like. I we like to Skywalker talk about more. this. We well, don't we need to talk, to talk about, about it on the stream, though. After the show, uh, I don't know if we have anything specific to address. Um, oh, I, I guess I should probably find out if we're playing next weekend. Is anybody busy on the 29th, or are we good to go? I'm good to go. Heck yeah, I'm good to go as well. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, good, good, good. Uh, I guess we'll be here next week. Um, oh my God, uh, Cosmic Crit! I'm I'm an episode behind. Uh, did, did they wrap it up on the last episode? Um, I think the last one was supposed to be the wrap up. Yeah. Okay. We might. But I'm I, also behind. I haven't been doing any driving. We did. Oh, uh, they did wrap up. Um, I don't know if they're doing a post mortem this week, um, but uh, we 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 concluded the story. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So we might be dealing with like the uh, the retrospective uh, yes. on the the campaign this week, which will be cool to listen to because I want to know what people think about uh, against the Aeon Throne. Um, mm. There's a yeah, against the Aeon Throne was a pretty interesting uh, uh, AP. Uh, very, it's it's a very different direction uh, from from Dead Sons, that's for sure. Where you're playing like the heroes that are going out to save the galaxy. And then in against the Aeon Throne, you're playing a bunch of jerks who are just going into <laughs> uh, going into the vast and beating up some Nazis. Essentially, is, is what you're doing. Yeah, playing glorious bastards is fine. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I dig it. Still room to play good people in that campaign, but it there doesn't is. it doesn't railroad you into being good people. Right, yeah. When you're a Starfinder, you pretty much have to be a good person, or at the very least, neutral. So, um, yeah. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I didn't want to end on a combat because I don't know well, how long that's going to take. Uh, <laughs> forever. Um, oh. Just a reminder, you have like just a little bit more than a week, like a week and a half to uh, put in your guesses for what we're going to play next season. Indeed. Because uh, that's going to wrap up at the end of the month and we'll announce the winners probably the 5th. Hmm. I would imagine the fifth will announce the winner. There's a small pool. If you haven't put in guesses, do it. Because there's there's not that many of you who listen to every episode. That's true. So, so if you're one Stand of our that. loyal Stand followers, yeah, make sure you're um make sure you're getting that because you have a really good chance of winning this one, much better than Cosmic Crits. <laughs> yeah. A lot more people listen to Cosmic Crit, so uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have a much bigger audience than we do. I don't, um, I don't so. mean to, I don't mean to brag, but our small viewership has a much, much better chance of being rewarded for, you know. So you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know, keep abreast of things on the Discord. Uh, we'll we'll post them in chats. We'll post it in the, at the bottom of the video, and uh, hopefully somebody can dethrone the person who has three out of ten. Uh, bits correct if i remember correctly that's still the highest one so far so yes guess our bits guess our bits that's the name of the competition guess. it um, is now <laughs> all right hashtag horny show well <laughs> guess who guess who has what bits uh, uh that's gonna do it so go ahead and uh, if you would like anybody you cut out oh i said say goodbye if you uh, goodbye, say goodbye everyone. if you like like <laughs> alright Tom are we going to have problems I think that was a pretty funny joke you trying to start something son I think you're a joke I don't know about the funny part I think you're a funny joke Tom well goodbye everybody <laughs> alright yeah we'll be here next week uh, at least I guess most of us will probably be here next week i think we might have some stuff to talk about it sounds like uh but until then uh take care of yourselves everybody